You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, it's the international break. It's a very hot, hot international break. <laughs> Obviously, we have uh, uh, USA, Ven- Venezuela, the senior team. Also, the boys play against uh, against Venezuela, and both do not impress us. So we have a lot to figure out. Also, the Gold Cup call-ups. We got some hot names. Tommy Mack, Christian Roldan, and Joe Bendick. Oh, in segment number two, we are interviewing one of our favorite players on NYCFC. We're interviewing Mikey Lopez. Mikey! Mikey! Miguelito, Mikey. dímelo, Mikey! <laughs> oh, yeah, chico, dímelo, Mikey. <laughs> we talked to him about uh, so many things. We talked to him about it's like playing for Patrick Vieira. We talked to him about some an incident that happened over at, at Atlanta. And we also talked to him about uh, Mexican food. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We talk about, like, how uh, Whataburger sucks. <laughs> also, in the, ser- in the third segment, we, yeah, we do confirm Whataburger is not very good. <laughs> in the third segment, we talk about the MLS. Last matches who do not care that there is an international break. Oh, you oh you got to go play in some in what country? That's uh, not cute, yeah. Yeah, that's real nice for you. But uh, we got we got a big man game over We're here. We're busy over here. <laughs> We're doing a lot of games. Obviously, Orlando against Chicago, nil nil, the hottest nil nil in MLS history. <laughs> Nine men in Orlando. That's insane. Sounds uh, like a party at Tropic Sounder <laughs> in Kale Parker's house. <laughs> it's gonna be a great party. All this and more on the Cooligans. Cool Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mikey Lopez from NYCFC, and you're listening to The Cooligan. Yeah, baby. What's up, guys? It's the goddamn Cooligan. The Cooligans. Welcome to another week of The Cooligans. Yet another week, yet another episode. We're having a blast. Yeah, we and now we've guaranteed this show. This episode is going to be three and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to keep getting longer and longer before. <laughs> Instead of doing five episodes a week, we're just going to do one week long episode. <laughs> yeah, just nothing but Cooligans soccer. marathon. Yeah. You're going to hear us on stage. You're going to hear us in the bathroom. You're going to hear us making breakfast. <laughs> just that you want that soccer content. This is what you. This is what you asked for. Yeah. You know, you allowed this to happen by con- continuously listening to our show. If you support us we're gonna keep giving you content whether you like it or not <laughs> that um, last episode was a little long but i didn't think it was bad right no we had a lot of I, positive I reviews people kept messaging us and then being like oh wait i just finished it <laughs> yeah like three days later yeah you covered this yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's great i mean look hopefully you enjoy it we you know as uh I, you know we're not you know radio newsmen no, you know, we're just we're comics. We talk. We we're just, not journalists. <laughs> we're not trying to like we we don't have a timekeeper. No, <laughs> we got, we barely know how to keep time ourselves. The only reason we I ever just learned stopped, how to read three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> Episode eighty six. We learned how to read. Uh, yeah, I mean the only reason we ever stop is because we have to go do spots. We have to go do stand up. That's yeah. literally the when we don't have a spot on a Tuesday. We <laughs> we're here. My wife's like, "Are you ever leaving Christian?" Uh, and by the way, leaving the studio, the big professional studio we have obviously exactly. my wife comes that. out uh, uh, thank you for you we've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback over this uh, over the studio that we're uh, you know we're building out yeah we're gonna we're gonna start doing video um yeah. from a studio and we're building it out and we're we're calling on the fans so if you didn't hear this in in hour seven of last week's <laughs> podcast uh we're calling on you the fans that if you have anything uh that's you know soccer supporter uh, related or you know like uh, scarves tropic sounders said they're gonna send us some stuff uh, we'll talk we'll get into that, into Tropic Sounders and yeah. Kale Parker. Let's just, in a, and let in me, a moment and by the way, they, and I want to say, whatever you send us is getting washed. 
<laughs> before we put it up. Exactly. Uh, we know exactly what you like to do because we can read it because you make it public. Uh, Tropic you know, I, I don't know if they realize these these are not text messages <laughs> yeah, yeah. directly to us. These are, Kale these are just putting it out there <laughs> yeah, in every, more ways than one. Everyone can see these. Yeah, yeah. We can all see them. We can all read them. And sometimes we do it at night. Uh, but yeah, so we call that out to the fans. So if you guys have anything and we want to have stuff from supporters groups from every MLS club, even lower level, you know, it doesn't matter to us. FC Cincinnati, Indy 11, you know, um, FC uh, San Antonio FC gave us something for the studio. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have a bunch of stuff and we want to just, you know, sort of co- cover the background. Maybe we'll sw- swap in and out depending on the week. Um, so keep sending us stuff. Uh, if you want to know where to send us stuff, shoot us an email. Soccercooligans um, at gmail.com. Just email us and we'll coordinate with, with y'all. Yeah. I mean, that'd be dope. It'd be so dope to have something. And, and if you guys are, you know, uh, you know, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Even if you're, you know, European, uh, you know, club Okay, fans. well, actually, well, you know, no Europeans. That's yeah, no group. Europeans. Yeah, no. There's actually a supporters uh, product ban. The travel ban didn't go through. <laughs> but, we, but we're going to have a, a studio wall ban yeah, here. But people are really, they're like, oh, I didn't know the Cooligans were so xenophobic. <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah. Is very, This is a very big turn. In, in the- and I don't know what that means. It sounds like an old TV brand. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I know exactly what it means. Uh, but yeah, yeah, obviously Europeans, uh, yeah. please go for it and send this. Stuff, yeah, no, so. please do. Canadians, if Mexican League fans, uh, lower yeah, level. Yeah. I mean, not even lower level. I meant uh, South American. You guys are fans of, you know, yeah, Peñarol. Yeah, no, we got no, some we call, we call South America just the lower level America. Yeah, lower, <laughs> lower, lower level America. <laughs> That's lower division America. You get promoted. You get promoted. Yeah, one yeah. day you can be, you know. Unless the- we build the wall and that's becoming a single entity. That's <laughs> If we build that wall, you can't get promoted in from Mexico. Uh, but well, you know what else would be dope? If we can get some Sabao FC, huh? Sabao, that's right. Yeah, dude. They're coming. They're going into the CONCACAF champions. From the Dominican Republic. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be, you know, uh, shirts with no sleeves. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's silk. <laughs> this is really uncomfortable to play in, no? It's okay, Baba. It needs to be tighter, Baba. Uh, uh, so welcome welcome to the Cooligans, everybody. My name is Christian Polanco. I am Alexis Guerreros. Yes, uh, like always, uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians who host a soccer podcast. That's right, the gulliest soccer podcast. Uh, and a big show today. This is... This is a big one this is a big one just uh, there's so much to talk about we obviously you know we're going to make sure we include uh we'll probably get every to into everything in probably the fourth or seventh hour yeah, of, uh, <laughs> yeah. chapter eight <laughs> i think is when we're going to get this into is it. this podcast is now an audiobook <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh we're going to do it like cereal <laughs> and we're going to talk like this <laughs> so uh first let's uh let's start with some international soccer because obviously the international break has has done, uh, you know, what MLS fans, you know, kind of hate, which is uh, take take the little babies, take yeah. the babies away from them, <laughs> take the best players, <laughs> take the best players off. Which is so funny. We were talking a little bit about Toronto, and people are saying maybe Toronto FC is better without Javinko. You know, <laughs> oh, no. we can find out that with Javinko minus Altidore and Bradley, <laughs> and Bradley not as good, no, not as good, not, not as good. good. You need both of those. Yeah, huh? they uh, it, it equates to zero goals. <laughs> yeah, zero. Well, actually, it equates to a crossbar that is bruised. <laughs> that entire where they all do a crossbar challenge they saw our video and they're like watch what we can do and they hit it with feet with headers everything uh but uh let i guess let's start with um u.s and venezuela yeah uh u.s played a friendly obviously their their matches uh for you know against uh for the world cup qualifiers against trinidad and tobago and mexico are coming up uh in the next few days uh but this friendly which uh i think People, I don't know what people sort of expected out of this game, uh, but it, I, you know, for me, when I see the the the, the friendly before the World Cup qual- qualifiers, yeah. it's sort of like uh, 
it reminds me of like the first day of school, like getting back, like, oh yeah, you ever look who's back? And, right. Oh look, you got new shoes. Oh, you, you grew a little bit. Look, since at, last look at that. Yeah. Look at this. You're gonna you're gonna be wearing these shoes for the entire year. Oh like, man. <laughs> it also was like I didn't expect anything out of it because really this was just an opportunity to play at like a high uh what's that um what's that called above sea level? High yeah. altitude. Altitude. <laughs> I was thinking alteration. I'm like, you know what? That's not right. Uh, again, ESL. So go fuck yourself if you're making fun of me. Um, but you're you're shaming me. Uh, it was at a high altitude just to prepare for the Mexico match. Sure. So they played in Sandy, Utah. You know, because all the way up there. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Okay. Wasn't that big a deal? Yeah. It, uh, we didn't need to win. Uh, they got a goal from uh, Kristen Pulisic uh, and little baby Christian, little baby Chrissy, Chrissy, uh, <laughs> little, little baby Pulisic, <laughs> little CP. Uh, he is. Um, I think this game was interesting for him. I, I was a little. I think he played the entire game. Uh, that was probably the only thing that kind of bugged me. I, I, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know he if he does his club. His club uh, time is done though. I mean, oh sure, uh, but just in pre- preparation for the the next game. But whatever. But I would the the first thing I noticed is that he. I think he's becoming a leader of the team. I mean, he he is owning. The midfield, uh, to some extent, he clearly looks like the the best player uh, on the team. Yeah, no, I mean, eighteen years old, nineteen years old, and he deserves to be that leader at this point. Is it too much being put on him at this point? Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's but a, he seems to be wanting this role. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's he easily plays for the biggest club on the team, right? I mean, uh, on the U.S. team, is there anybody who plays on a bigger team? No, I right. Mean, if you ask Seattle Sounders fans, they're going to say Dempsey. <laughs> yes. No, I mean no. I mean you. I, I, Dortmund is clearly a, yeah, yeah. on the on the world stage a bigger club. Seattle Sounders obviously have a very strong fan base. Yeah, uh, very big support. Matt Hedges fans are very upset right now. They're like, wait a minute. For, wait, what about FC Dallas? FC, da- FC Dallas. Dallas. Okay, yeah. I was like, no, he's not a Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle fans are like, give us one more year, <laughs> and you'll see what we can do. So DeAndre Yedlin, maybe, but no, you're 100 percent right. If we're going on just World class level success and players, Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be Pulisic, Pulisic, uh, and, and Pulisic. It, however it, the fuck you say. It. It's cool to. It's cool that he, he he's embracing that role. Yeah, uh, and clearly Bruce kind of wants him to be that guy. But I, I am. My concern is that how how much better he looks than everybody else. That's really that. That's sort of I'm like, where's everybody else? What, what's up? So what's, you're not a concerned with an 18 or 19 year old. I think he's 19. No, 19 year old. No, I, I, I was just watching ESPN FC and uh, uh, Stevie Nichol uh, was talking about uh, Kylian Mbappe, like going possibly going to Real Madrid. Apparently they, they Real Madrid, 130 million dollar bid. Yeah. Arsenal, and, 87. Way and, to go, Arsenal. And, some, uh, and, you know, some of the, the analysts were saying like, uh, you know, he that's too much for a player that's so young. How could he, he, you know, how much responsibility can he really take on? He hasn't, he hasn't even played like a full season and all this stuff. But Stephen Nichols was just like, you know, if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah. And, and, and he's shown, he's shown how good he is in the Champions League that he's earned that kind of transfer fee. So, so with Pulisic, I'm like, I'm fine if, uh, if he has to be that guy. At some point, somebody has to be that guy because what the average age for, uh, you know the the U.S. men's national team is is a little higher than most uh, most countries, I think. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, I mean, I, obviously Yedlin, but Br- like Dempsey, Bradley, 
Uh, some of these guys, yeah, Jermaine Jones, forty-eight years old, forty-eight you know, years old, <laughs> <laughs> officially, <laughs> he's uh, older than Bruce Arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruce is like, you know, what was it like during your time, Jermaine? <laughs> Jermaine's like, I have to tell you, I don't know how to do a German accent, but uh, yeah, no, you're right, and but I don't care so much about the fact that he's better than everyone else. That's what we've been asking for, so that's a good thing. I think what scares me the most is that, you know, when the when we're down in a World Cup match or. We yeah. lose in a group stage and we need, you know, we need to get a little bit further, you know, uh, you know, does he have the fortitude to be that leader? That killer instinct. Yeah. He, he, it's weird because since he's a teenager and, and you see him obviously handle, you know, he's obviously has a lot of responsibility now. Yeah. When you see him get frustrated, he gets frustrated like, like a teenager. A teenager. Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is not fair. And he's just like, I'm, I'm going I'm to go to the bench and I'm going to tweet a little bit. And then when I come back, you guys need to be playing better. <laughs> he's like, Dempsey, how come you didn't like any of my Facebook <laughs> yeah, posts? Yeah. Dempsey's like, why aren't you passing to me? I think you know exactly why I'm not passing to you. <laughs> Did you just low key sneak diss me on Instagram? He's like, no, man, that was a picture of barbecue. Right. <laughs> Just, uh, you yeah. know, the, the, those Dempsey subtweets yeah. towards. But Landon said that Joey said that Stephanie said. <laughs> he just looks like a kid getting upset. Yeah. It's hard to, like, take him so seriously. But look, the dude, he knows what he's doing on the pitch, man. He's uh, he's he's going to he's going to be the most easily the most important player uh, in these qualifiers. And 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 if we make it to the World Cup. Yeah. And, you know, look, we have another year before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So. It's another level of another year of him maturing, another level of, uh, you know, of him getting to that point. And I have a feeling he's going to be a three or four cycle player for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how long we're going to be able to have him. I so. mean, given how long we allow our players to play on the men's national team, he's going to yeah, be of course. maybe six or seven cycles. I mean, come on. He might, you know, <laughs> I might be on my deathbed going, how many did Christian score? <laughs> He's like, well, he's uh, you know his scooter, his, his rascal <laughs> scooter gave out midway through the match. You know, somebody somebody asked us, uh, and this is interesting, sort of maybe where we are in 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 the Cooligan sort of journey. Yeah, uh, we were somebody we were talking about the World Cup, and they were like, "Are you are you guys going to Russia to cover the World Cup?" And I'm like, "What is is that an option for yeah. us? Is that a- I don't know. Do you want to? <laughs> how many points you got on your credit card? You want to transfer to us? <laughs> Who do you think we are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a shot we were gonna go. Remember that? There's a shot. Remember, there was a chance we were gonna go. Oh yeah, I mean that's still up in the air. That's still up in the air. It might happen. Who knows? I've asked them to uh, to ding them to sort of see where we're uh, at. No, you mean ping? ping, ping I ping. did meant ping. <laughs> I was on Keith and the girl. We were talking about dinging. Someone dinged a car and they tried to charge him eighteen hundred bucks for it. But um, yeah, no, I had to ping them. So we're pinging them. Okay, to yeah. see where we're at. Now, if you don't know, this is uh, you know corporate speak. Yeah, this ping, is ping, entertainment talk for, entertainment, okay, for yeah. sending an email. It's really just. Sending an email. Yeah, that's really all it is. But it's, it's like, hey, touching base. Touching. Hope everything's great. We don't do that. We have a manager that handles that for us. But uh, that's sort of all it is. But yeah. I'm like, hey, could you ping? We email them. They email the other person. Yeah, that person emails them. And yeah. then they email us. It's a real chain. Yeah. Why Why email? You know, in, in this, in the entertainment world, you don't talk to a person directly. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. That is, that is that's gauche. Yeah, you know? no. You have people for that. <laughs> you have people. You have people you pay to do what you probably have the time and effort to do on your own. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's totally how it works, and it's a it's a good system. Let's yeah. not let's not mess with it at all. I appreciate the system. I'm glad it's there. <laughs> that's less that I have to do, and we all know the Kulikin rule for Alexis: the less I have to do, the better. I mean, imagine us in Russia. What would we do in Russia? <sighs> 
<laughs> try to try to fuck up a couple elections. <laughs> That's what I would get, get back at them a little bit. Yeah, no, just like see who else can we mess with? Imagine we. I'd be in Russia. I'd be part of the system. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, what other country could we mess with? <laughs> Imagine we get help get a woman elected in Russia. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, my God. Okay. we would just the, the whole world we free would just... pussy riot. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be stars. Uh, Oh boy! So yeah, uh, the, the obviously the game itself, uh, you know, whatever. It, it's uh, they got a point out of it. Uh, the, the I think the main concern was um, John Brooks maybe picked up a slight injury. I don't know. He left uh, in the middle of the game in the right. second half, and uh, hopefully he's fine because we're gonna need that man. Because obviously he just got uh, who do you guess he got sold to uh, Wolfsburg from uh, Hertha Berlin. No, I thought he went to Werder Bremen. No, he went to uh, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Yeah. Okay. And so it, he went to Wolfsburg. And it was the highest transfer fee for an American ever. ever. I think it was yeah. like 19 million. Yeah, not bad. That's a, uh, yeah. So. It's a million for every year. Sweet baby Pulisic has been on this <laughs> earth. Um, and Pulisic is going to be the, the most expensive one after he gets old. But the new um, the new manager for Dortmund, Dortmund just got a new manager. Oh, yeah. I, I heard. Churchill's uh, gone. Who's, I, know, I know he's gone. Who's the new guy? The guy from um, Ajax. Okay. So he's used to playing teenagers. Okay, because that's all IX has. <laughs> that man, you know, Manchester United went out there and beat up on those children. Yeah, yeah. very disrespectful. Um, so the question is, will he now that he has access to better players? Will he, you know, play better players? Will he stick with you? Youth? Think, you think this is going to affect uh, Pulisic's uh, playing time? We don't know yet. That's the big fear. It may. It may also. He didn't start, so like it's not like it's it's on the record that if he doesn't start, like you yeah, know, what he, I mean? like, he was the you know for the for the cup games and things like yeah. that. You know, he, he but did. he also, I mean, he started a couple matches, but you know, mm-hmm. he was like a, he was a heavily used sub for sure. Yeah, you know, he was. He made he made impacts. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, he made impacts to Montreal. Um, so he uh, hopefully gets um more you know as much if not more playing time um with this new guy Boska boxes Boses, something like that I can't remember his name okay yeah Boz like, Bosworth like uh like we said we are not journalists yeah <laughs> you know what we're not doing is looking up facts <laughs> we're talking from the heart baby it's just some dude who's probably Dutch I <laughs> yeah, think stupid dude <laughs> yeah so uh so let's uh also talk about uh the gold cup which is coming up uh what what in J- July right yeah. Yeah. It's in about a month, um, uh, and the and the preliminary roster that was uh, put out for those, and ah, some some lovely names that we get to see on there. Big big MLS crew in there. 40, 40, 40 uh, man roster, so it's nice and big. It's not typical twenty three man roster. Yeah, well, it's going to get cut down, obviously. Yeah, but so this is like the first the first draft. But this is a big this is a big step for a lot of players, even a lot of players that don't have right now maybe the pedigree of being a national team player. They're going to walk into this camp and see what that level is. Yeah, and this this is where you build to that. You know what I mean? This is where a lot of players you know talk about. Jimmy Conrad even mentioned to us, it's like you know oh you know we we made fun of January camp because we called it Camp Cupcake. But he's like, but going to that is what let me see like oh okay, there's a different gear we have to find yeah. in order to make the national team. So we have to keep working hard and it made him a better player. So hopefully this does the same thing for these 40 players. Most notable, the man everybody loves. Oh, boy. Your dude's going out there with studs on some Tims. <laughs> he, he might even throw on a do-rag. He might do his thing, show well, up. I, with he, a, he might, he's going to need a do-rag now yeah. get, to get those waves in that yeah, short hair. Yeah, he's got short hair now, right? <laughs> and everyone else is eating like nutritional. Food, and he's like, yo, I'm a, I'll order me a chopped cheese. We good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy McNamara. Tommy McNamara, huh? the midfielder for NYCFC. Obviously, we're big fans of, of that young man. Yeah, cap him up too because remember, Ireland was interested in him for a hot minute. That's right. So this is a uh, this is a big deal. 
obviously because Tommy McNamara, especially last year, was was you know making highlights with some of with some of his uh, goals. Come on, you can't give him an inch of space on the top of the and, on the top of the box. Exactly, and he's one of those guys that you know f- from from throughout the game, you're not like necessarily dazzled by no. by by his skill, but he's just he just always finds. Either the, the the correct pass, the co- correct place to be. Right. He just wanted, he's a Lampard esque. You know, he just knows exactly where to be to to, to score. Yeah. And, and there's and there's moments where he will frustrate you because it like he you know when he's out of a game it's glaring. Yeah. But when he's in a game, man. Yeah. Holy he, lord. He's man. like he's like one of those guys where when he's on the field the plus minus is like, yeah. is better. You know when 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 he's on there. Yeah. Uh, he I, you know he had that goal earlier this year where he just against FC FC Dallas where he just barreled inside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he just threw, he threw himself <laughs> threw his body into the actual goal. He actually just physically threw himself into the goal. So that that was a big deal. So, uh, but we won because of that. Or no, they tied. Won. They tied. They, I'm sorry. They, they drew. We, we we took a point because of that. Exactly. So I mean, it's it's things like that that uh, he brings, and that's an intangible. You know. Yeah. So a couple other notable names: uh, Sean Johnson, also from NYCFC, who's yeah. having a great season. NYCFC for the most part uh, this year. I had seen a. a, a uh, a tweet from the, these guys, the dudes in blue who yeah. cover uh, NYCFC. Uh, they mentioned like at this time uh, last year, NYC NYCFC gave up ten more goals than uh, right now. They're at nineteen. I think they were at twenty nine last year. This after this this amount of games. There so you go. clearly, there's there's been a, a focus on on defense throughout right. the team and also goalkeeping. The goalkeeping is you know marketably uh, better. Yes, there's been an upgrade. So it, good Sean to see Johnson. him. Good to see him there. I think the the. Other big name, Joe Bendick, also on the preliminary roster. Obviously, he deserves it. His this season, he's been standing it, on his head. Yeah. yeah, and after the game they just had against uh, Chicago, monster. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. It was ridiculous. Nine guys. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but this one was pretty big. I, we were just talking about FC Dallas. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez. Yeah, who is? Is like what sixteen? No, he's not. That yeah, young, I mean he's a kid. He's a young guy. He can't go to the to the because of his prom. So he's not even going to go to the camp. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. He's a little older. <laughs> he's a bit older than that, yes. Yeah. Uh, but he is a Mexican, and he's been he's had under you know the under twenties. Uh, he's played with the Mexican national right. team. He's hasn't been capped with the senior team, so he hasn't he he doesn't know if he's ever, he's ever going to get an opportunity to. But if he plays, well, especially with, not if Ochoa keeps taking all those uh, you know PEDs. <laughs> Come on now. Is that what is that what he's doing? Yeah, remember he got booted for the PEDs. Oh, did and then he? he's back now. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm glad they, I'm glad they resolved all that. Yeah. <laughs> short though. You can't have a short goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean Ospina was fine. Yeah, he's short ish. He's taller. Oh, okay, short ish. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an inter- <laughs> it's an interesting religion. Yeah. The short ish. Which by the way, real quick, just as a side note, remember we interviewed uh Tori? Um, she was trying to make it in the uh, oh, yeah, National yeah. League. Yeah, that's right. She got a gig. She did. She's the backup keeper for um and uh Sky Blue. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So all her hard work paid off. So I know a lot of our fans had emailed us in the past like to update them on Tori, that. Tori Corsaro. Corsaro. Uh, she, we did an interview with her. Um, and so we know, yeah, the way we uh, met her. Comedian's girlfriend's sister. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, but she was trying to make it. She's a little bit, you know, shorter in height, but she's got like reflexes like a cat. Yeah. And she I, was I, trying she has, to make she it. She has the will of a nine foot woman. Yeah. For you know? on Amazon. <laughs> just the will <laughs> of I mean, Brittany Griner. Even talking to her, you can tell. There's just like it's this. Infectious, burning desires. She's like, I don't care what you tell me about, about me not being able to do this or that. She's like, yeah. I'm going to show you. 
Yeah, so I know this is off topic. We're talking about that, but uh, shouts to her and uh, you know Sky Blue. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, she's she's playing. She's backup keeper for Sky Blue and training with them. And hopefully this turns into uh, you know a, a starting uh, opportunity for her. Yeah, she's gonna start for the U.S. Men's National Team goalkeeper. Yeah, that's, why not? That's why. Yeah, why not? Yeah. There's no. You this, tell me why not. <laughs> there's no reason. <laughs> I can't come up with one. <laughs> that uh, that is always a, a thing that's crossed my mind. Like if a if a woman is good enough, why can't she? I mean, is there any Didn't rule? Did the NHL have a female uh, goalkeeper at one time? No, I think it was in the Mighty Ducks you're thinking of. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Remember, they used to do, like, the flying V and the knuckle puck in NHL? No. Uh, <laughs> no, for real. There was a, there was a woman. I remember. I, she, I think she played for a Canadian team. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to look this up. But to me, there's no reason if, a, if a, a player is good enough, regardless of gender, why, why shouldn't they be able to play on any any team but now everyone's going to point to like when you know the women's national team played a u a u17 club and lost like four nil <laughs> that's right or when the uh australian women's national team played like i think a, a french team of 17 year olds and lost seven nil <laughs> so they'll point to those things but exactly. if there's one but that's if good there's enough, one that's yeah. good enough there's i think nothing. carly lloyd could probably could probably make I'll it hold her own yeah yeah i mean look i i play in a co-ed league and some of these ladies Humiliate me. Yeah, yeah, no. You I know? mean, for sure. I mean, you come out there like, who let these broads on the pitch? <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like trying yeah. to tell them, why are they, yeah. they, they can vote too? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. This is not old, fair. Old Christian, the <laughs> captain of Wife Beater FC. <laughs> all of a sudden, I become all this just yeah. staunch conservative yeah. man yeah. Yeah. trying to deny yeah. women rights. Where are your kids? <laughs> Who's taking care of your kids, man? But no, so, um, the yeah, so Je- the Jesse Gonzalez thing is is probably a big deal because if he he's a he's a young keeper, he's very good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, FC Dallas yeah, won the Supporter Shield last year. He's a strong keeper, and they're and basically saying he could be the future of uh of, of you know that 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 first spot in in the men's national team. Yeah, and uh, that was someone that you know was really important to cap tie. Also, I don't know if this cap ties him though. I think obviously he has to get in the match, but he has to play in the match. Uh, yeah, and but he's I, probably there's, I highly doubt he ever will. I mean, put him in as a as a defender just for like a minute, <laughs> just, right at the end of the match. Like, sorry guys, <laughs> cap tie. Just uh, you know, he's playing as a defender in a goal keeper jersey yeah, yeah yeah and he's like which way am i supposed to go don't worry about it they're gonna blow the whistle in like 10 seconds but yeah i mean that's a, it's a this is a big move for america which used to let players like this go you know so yeah yeah there's still that dude i can't remember his name i think he's in iceland or finland who could have played for america and we lost out on him so this is a big big step so uh what, especially against our biggest rival uh, also dom dwyer Dami D. Dami, the, the, uh, the new citizen, the new American right. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that English accent. American boy with an English accent. But this is a great opportunity for him. He's wanted this. Yeah. 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 Obviously, yeah. The, the last few years, he's been working, getting that paperwork ready. Yeah. Ever since he married that Canadian. He's, uh, he's <laughs> Who's also an American woman. Yeah, also an American. It seems to be a family thing. Yeah, yeah. Plus, they have an anchor baby. I mean, the whole thing. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is really... He just did all the paperwork just so, like, Trump wouldn't be upset yeah, with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, though, this... Uh, th- yeah, I think that's another big one. Uh, obviously, if he can... Uh, he, he's a guy that I think can actually make the the 23-man roster. 100%. Um, he's got tons of skill, tons of pace, which is necessary up front. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's... I don't know if he's good enough to make noise and make it into the World Cup squad, but maybe... We're about to find out. Uh, Phil yeah. Haber didn't make the 40, huh? Phil Haber. I don't think. No, I don't see his name here. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's he got to do? I mean, but he, he did. He did go to the January camp, right? He did. The, yeah. So, but has, has he been capped? Has he played at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he played, played in that, um, was that match where he walked backwards and, uh, you know, uh, Dax 
pass them the ball. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I can't remember who they were playing, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so now we have a must win against Trinidad and Tobago for World Cup qualifying. It's t- coming up. T- Tobago. You sound like the, the commercial, the Tobago commercial. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> but I call it it's Tobago. Yeah, but. I know. I realized I made a mistake and I thought maybe we'll gloss over it. And no, nope, no, not when you're with Christian. You're on the wrong podcast for that, man. Uh, so Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, how, how do you feel about these, uh, these two World Cup qualifiers? What do you think? Uh, obviously, uh, I was just, I, I was watching ESPN FC yesterday and, uh, um, uh, Shaka Hislop, who was obviously the goalkeeper for Trinidad mm-hmm. years ago, he mentioned, uh, that he mentioned us. No, he, he mentioned us. He talked yeah. about us directly. He looked directly. So you want to know what's important. <laughs> no, it's but the well, the interesting, I didn't know about this. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago has not been paid for their last World Cup qualifying match. Yeah. So there's a lot of. A bit, a bit of turmoil mm. with the club, so we need that. he thinks he might that might affect the way they play. You know, I mean, I say we freeze their accounts. <laughs> Do we want to get in? Do some house of card shit up in here? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's a. Uh, it, it's I. It just in soccer, it's just a frustrating thing to hear. Like that, a uh, uh, an international, you know, team, a uh, 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 you know, a, a country's not their federation is not. Can't pay the play like that's just absurd to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, FIFA obviously all the dumb you know FIFA yeah, bladder paid you for your damn vote for Qatar. You yeah. paid you a lot of money. A lot. You have money. Come on, we know it's in Swiss bank accounts, <laughs> but you got it. Pay your damn players. It's the only. It's the most important thing you have to pay for. Yeah. It is the product. That's the product itself. You know how hard it is to win a World Cup without players. Like have, have, we, have you talked? <laughs> it's, about it's that? a bit of a hurdle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I would almost say impossible. Now I don't want to put anything out of reach for anybody. I know exactly, but <laughs> I would, I would because tell you. you know the more you uh, hashtag grind and hashtag hustle, <laughs> yeah. you know you might be able to actually win a World Cup without. And you could hashtag Russell shouts <laughs> shouts to Virgil Dorja for trying to make that a thing. Uh, but yeah, that's a, we, that's a conversation we had off like off twenty air. years ago. He tried to make that uh, clothing company. Yeah, Ouch. Uh, but yeah, I mean you can't. Can you win Le Mans without a car? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you're really good on that bike, uh, yeah. but probably not. Usain Bolt could probably do it. <laughs> yeah, not a 24-hour race. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, it, I think obviously the U.S. should uh, handle Trinidad and Tobago pretty easily. But the, obviously Hopefully. Mexico, playing Mexico in the Azteca is going to be... Just the big one. Oh, boy. Gonna and be that's a- why I think Trinidad and Tobago is going to be a must win because I have a feeling this at best is going to be a draw. And the thing about the Mexican national team is like they're so deep, you never know who's going to show up. You don't know who's going to be in that front line. You don't know who's going to be in the first eleven. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, they just had a friendly against uh, was it Ireland? Mexico, yeah, Mexico played Ireland, and they uh, lost to Ireland. Did they lose? Yeah, three one. Oh, maybe I was. I feel like I feel like they won. But maybe I wasn't Boy, paying attention. To the game. I was watching. I was watching magic the game. machine that told us <laughs> maybe. But regardless, they I, I while I was watching some of the goals, uh, I. They were they were pretty good uh, against Ireland. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were bad, but I think they lost. Oh my god, no, they won three to one. You dummy. oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you when you do this because you make you. I'm like do I, I like I I forget like the 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 reality that I that, that I I'm like you forget I watch, what you already know. I'm like I watched the game. Yeah. Am I am I that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> so funny because you remember multiple goals going in, and you're like, wow, how did they lose they, three to one? Well, maybe, I mean, I looked away for a moment. Yeah. I was talking to a person. Team Ireland, man, they're really fast. They don't need Tommy. Um, yeah, no, they won three one. Yeah, so oh, oh, just overall, they look they look pretty good. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so they look pretty uh, dangerous. I know Mexico did lose in in the under twenty. That's another game that we that I watched the under twenties. 
Mexico against Venezuela. I mean, the U.S. against Venezuela, and they, and they they drew. No, no they, they lost. lost. They, they drew lost. in the men's national this team. This is you gotta you, don't even <laughs> say the result before I say the result yeah. because I actually know the result. I'm gonna let you say the result, <laughs> and then I'm gonna agree regardless of what you say. <laughs> Because this is absurd. No, yeah, in the under twenties, that was a very poor showing for the U. The U.S. for the most part throughout the entire tournament was very good and dominated a lot of the, their opponents. But they just came up against a team that just uh, just overpowered them. I mean, they they were they they're. Uh, their center forward, I forgot his name, was just a giant. I mean, he looked like Romelu Lukaku up front. Uh, they couldn't do much. But, you know, nothing upsets me more than, you know, Venezuela is not even a footballing nation. Venezuela, These- their country is falling apart. They don't have bread for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. They have no food. How are they winning? <laughs> so, and also, they like baseball more than soccer. <laughs> Why well, are they winning? It was uh, surreal. We have so much more money. <laughs> Just how dominant uh, Venezuela was over over the, the, the U.S. under-20 team. It was, uh, it was disappointing. It's the, it's the arepas. It's the arepas. Yeah. That's I think it. we found out. <laughs> okay, they need a, the U.S. team needs a, a strong arepa diet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We need to bring in some masa and make some arepas for everyone. Yeah, man. Uh, it Michael was, Bradley out there doing a the little salsa dancing. We got to give a, a, a shout out to uh, uh, Klinsman, uh, the, the goalkeeper. Jurgen Klinsman's <laughs> Jürgen kid. Klinsman. Yes. His son was... Jonathan Klinsman. Is that his name? Yeah, Joey Klinsman. Joey. I don't know. Somewhat a J. <laughs> Yeah. Lavar Klinsman. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Wagwan. <laughs> uh, he was incredible. He was incredible. He was just uh he was the, standing on his head. Uh, obviously, uh, he had a lot of help from the crossbar, from the post. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was great. He 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 was he's the reason that the US uh the, the got got the game into extra time. Uh but yeah, he he's like yeah. You watch him and you're just like, all right, maybe there's a little future for uh, for these goalkeepers in the in the U.S. team. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things. Like the U.S. used to always build goalkeepers. That's what we do well here. You yeah. know, um, if you look at you know Howard Friedel Guzman, you know, yeah, pretty good. Casey Keller, Tommy Miola, Tony Miola, yeah. <laughs> you, and name. you and name. Yeah, me, names, and <laughs> oh, results. Just, just data. Just anybody, data. Just for anybody listening, just keep in mind that this is a, a <laughs> thing we go through all the time. Just so, even for people that we both know, especially people for in comments. For years. Years. Alexis cannot. No. For the li- if, not that he can't remember names. Once he assigns you a name, <laughs> that's it. That's that, your name. That's your name forever. <laughs> it's like you'll tell me it's Steven in my head. I'll be like, all right, Bob. And that's it. You're Bob, <laughs> You're forever. Bob forever. And I'll be like, Bob, I'm in Steve. But the first thing that's going to come out is. It's gonna be Bob. I'm, no matter, matter, no matter how many times you correct him, no, you're wearing a name tag. <laughs> Maybe it's your Yo, why are you wearing the wrong name tag? Yeah, no, because uh, hi, my name is Steve. Yo, Steve. Bob playing games again with these name tags, man. Bob's such a trickster. <laughs> Got all these dumb jokes. Uh, in the corner crying. <laughs> all right, everybody. Let's uh, let's. We have to end this segment because we have a very huge uh, segment coming up. Uh, we have a interviewing. Uh, speaking of Venezuela. Speaking. Of, it, why no? This has nothing to do with Venezuela. Yeah, half Venezuelan. Is he Venezuelan? I'm gonna I'm gonna verify this because yeah, I feel French like you're Venezuelan. No, no, we're talking to Mikey. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were gonna do the other one no, because we're talking about Venezuela. No, we're talking about Mikey. All right, well then the other one stays a surprise. We're gonna <laughs> so, talk to a young Mexican lad. <laughs> speaking of Mexico. <laughs> We're talking to Bob Lopez <laughs> after this. No, we'll be speaking to Mikey Lopez of, yeah. of NYCFC. So. Which you're going to hear right now. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Um, I'm going to go uh, take that invincible pill <laughs> to make me smarter. And then you're going to listen to a break. And then we'll be right back with a really dope interview. All right. We'll be right back after this. 
Thank you so much for listening so far. We have a quick favor to ask you guys. Yeah, just uh, you you want to support the Cool Against by some of the you know in some of our other endeavors. Yeah, I mean this is a huge opportunity for us. Uh, the kicking and screening uh, film festival is something that we absolutely love. We've been to, um, and it's been going on for quite a while. You guys have heard it mentioned on here. We're actually going to be a part of it. Uh, we are going to be doing a panel after the movie, which tonight in New York City. So you're listening to this on Wednesday. It's tonight, Wednesday, yeah. June seventh at. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. It's called The 90 Minute War, and it's a, it's a comedy about solving the Mideast crisis, or at least the Gaza Strip crisis, obviously, through a game of soccer. Obviously, a hilarious subject. <laughs> so far, <laughs> you guys are all probably laughing. Uh, but trust me, it is a comedy, and then we're going to be there, and we're going to be live doing a Q&A and like a panel discussion afterwards about mixing comedy and soccer together. It's not just us. There's going to be other surprise celebrity guests. You have to check it out. Yeah, so go to kickingandscreening.com. Uh, and click on the film 90 Minute War. You can get uh, a link for tickets. Also, if you use uh, the promo code Cooligans, Cooligans yeah. uh, you can get a discount on the ticket. So so do that. Go to kickingandscreening.com. You could also, if you look on our social media, we'll have a bunch of links to it there. So this is, if you're listening this to today. Yeah, today Wednesday, being Wednesday. Wednesday, June 7th. Now uh, you have plans for tonight. Now you now you got somewhere to be. Yeah, as, as long as you're near New York. If not, hurry up and get in that flight because <laughs> uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And it's not just hanging out with us. It's not just watching a very funny movie and being a part of a great film festival that's all about soccer and helping out soccer. Guess what? You're also going to get free beer what? From Einstock. Yeah, from Einstock. Have you heard of it? It's an Icelandic beer, I, from I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, it's an every, Icelandic beer. So, guys, you're getting free beer. Every beer comes with a, a free thunderclap. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> uh, and there's just a little bit of Viking hair beard, beard hair in every beer. I may be making that up. But, guys, free beer. Hanging out with the Cooligans. Come take pictures. Talk to us. Uh, we'll be shooting a video. So, come get in a video, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it'll be fun. So, uh, again, kickingandscreening.com. The, the film is called 90 Minute War. The film is playing at the Scandinavian. House, which is 58 Park Avenue, New York, New York. Uh, so come. Oh, fancy. It's a fan, fancy little spot. Nothing, nothing but the best for the Yeah, cool we against. are going to be, we turn, we're, we're making this whole, we're trapping out Scandinavia House. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, go to kickingandscreening.com and get tickets now. Hey everybody, we're back. Oh, we are back, man, and uh, I'm I'm pumped. This is exciting. This is huge. This is huge. This is huge yeah. for us. We we put this call out a couple of episodes ago. We said we want to talk to more uh, players and really get sort of go, what's going on inside their heads and what's how is it like playing in the MLS and whatnot. And uh, here's one of the players that I think is electric when he comes in uh, for NYCFC. That's right. I'm really excited. Uh, the Mexican dude living in New York. What's that even like? We're about to find out. <laughs> Unless you're driving, put your hands together right now for the one, the only Mikey Lopez, everybody. Mikey, what's up, man? What's up? How y'all doing? Not bad. Dude, thank you for uh, being on the show. Obviously, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. It means a lot to us. And uh, the fact that, look, obviously, both of us, uh, we cover the MLS, but we, you know, we're season ticket holders at NYCFC. We, we watch you. All yeah. the time, uh, and yeah. it's, and it's 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 cool to be able to like to you know to talk to some of the players that we go out and support every week. Yeah, we cheer for you, we clap for you when you come in. We freaked out when you missed that open header. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we were there, Mikey. You know what I mean? We're there the whole time. You could, you know, that's actually one of the things that I want to give you some credit for. You don't see this a lot with other players. Is you can see your how happy you are and your frustration on your face. Uh, yeah. Sometimes a lot of players go out there. They're kind of like robots. Is that something you're trying to hide more or you like the fact that you're that that sort of like the I think the fans really get an understanding of how you're feeling on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's something I've always done, even when I was little. Uh, 
something I would get in trouble with my parent, with my dad, because he was my coach when I was younger. Um, that could be tough. Yeah, nah, it, it was good because sometimes I would show it too much and it wasn't it wasn't benefiting me or the team. So it was it was like he was trying to help me tone it down a little bit. Um, but I mean, I, I'm not gonna hide my emotions. I wear my my heart on my sleeve, and I like showing um, showing the fans that I care and that it, it matters to me. And this is not just like whatever to us. Yeah, no, I think everyone can see that. And you mentioned yeah. a little bit about growing up. Your dad was your coach. You grew up in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah, I grew up in Texas. Was it Alton? Alton? Yeah, Alton, Texas. Where uh, is that for people who don't know, including me? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if y'all know the the way the like the state of Texas is shaped, and you know how it has like a little like a point at the very south, like near so Laredo. I, so we're like three hours more south of that. Jeez, you so, basically you know, grew up in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like twenty minutes, five, like ten minutes from uh, from the border. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I had I had watched a uh, in you know one of those NYCFC pieces that you had done, and you talked about where you grew up and, and about how uh, the, basically everyone spoke Spanish. Uh, yeah. And that which is like that's you know I I grew up in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. in in a in a small neighborhood where everyone spoke Spanish. I mean you walk yeah. you walk uh, you know. Uh, uh, 20 blocks in a certain direction. And then it was just like the people that are from that neighborhood in Tunta Park, Brooklyn, didn't know how to interact with anybody else. <laughs> like, what's, what's this language everyone else is speaking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I grew up in the North Ward of Newark, New Jersey, which that was like almost all Cubans. You know what I mean? Okay. By the time I was a teenager, they were all gone. It was all Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, but it was all still Spanish. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my grandmother could function easily without, she never learned English, never had to. You know, and she lived here for like 30 something years. (laughs) And my wife is like, how is that possible? And I'm like, you didn't grow up in this area. Like everyone spoke Spanish. What was that? Was that basically how uh, your uh, neighborhood was like, too? I mean, pretty much uh, for the majority, everyone, everyone spoke uh, Spanish. Uh, Even like there would be some there was one kid I remember uh, specifically he was it was a white kid, uh, and he came in when I think he was in junior high, and we were younger. But he came in as a ju- in junior high, and then by the end of 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 end of high school, like he was a junior in high school or going into senior year, he was speaking perfect Spanish, and his parents too. And it was just <laughs> that's oh, hilarious. Just, that's every, great. Everyone just speaks Spanish down there. He's lo- it's, he's it's losing really in this video cool. game, and he's like, "I love guy." He's like, oh, a white guy. It's like a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. It's it's awesome. I, I mean, I love I love where I'm from, and it's just. I, um, I just love the people there. It must too. be it must be cool. Uh, I, obviously, being in New York, in in that there is a there's a big Latino population. Also, bit. just a lot more people. That's got to be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There is a lot of uh, more people here. Are you? Do you like the city? Is that? Are you more of like a? Are you happier like maybe more suburban or more maybe more countryside? Um, I, I, I mean, I like the city. I love the city. I love I love going to the city and being there and stuff. Um, I would love to live there. Yeah, it's a, it's an experience. Time, yeah, at the same time, I'm I'm okay just going every once in a while and not having to deal with all the traffic and all just every <laughs> all the heck like being so hectic and stuff. I, I'm okay being outside of that. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, I, it's a it's a combination, I guess. Yeah, for real. And that's like, you know, Alexis Sanchez talks about like he's he's from like not the main city. So when he's living in London, yeah. he likes to get away a lot. And that's important, especially for a soccer player. You have to like maintain the level of, of comfort. Um, but yeah. you went you went to I mean, you went to a really big school and you've been playing in a couple different uh, big cities, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for playing soccer. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the Tar Heels. They have a really big uh, soccer program. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge soccer program. Um I, I personally, I would like to say that we're the one of the powerhouses in in college. Um, it's it was just it's a really big sports school, so everyone kind of is like oh with it, like everyone follows like pretty much every sport. Um, but obviously, UNC, you think of basketball, and everyone just yeah gravitates to that. Everyone's but, I mean, everyone's uh, sort of in the shadow of Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but, know what I, I mean, think uh, of? I think of Maya. Remember when she wore that dress, the uh, UNC jersey dress? You guys, was her name Maya, Maya the singer? The singer, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that, Mikey? This might be past. <laughs> no, yeah, you might you might not remember this. This is like before Jay Z ever met Beyonce. <laughs> Oh really? She wore a USC. There was a time when it was cool to wear like a basketball jersey, as tight a, as like, like a, a dress. dress. Yeah, and then she oh, just wow. had an incredible body, and then she wore it, and everyone was like, "We're gonna do more of this. <laughs> <laughs> we need a lot more of this." I'll send you a yeah. photo, Mike. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, there it goes. Actually, you're 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 uh, you got wifed up as we call it. You got a girl, right? And uh, yeah, we I saw do. this on Instagram. Is she Cuban? She is. She's wow, uh, half, half Cuban. Yeah. What's the other half? Uh, I guess. Uh, she said German, Cherokee, and I guess like white, I think. That's just a whole mix. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So half Cuban <laughs> yeah. is easier to say. Did you yeah, meet her in Texas or you met her out here? No. Uh, I actually met her at the airport. Uh, Hilarious. Coming back from. You got them early, huh, bro? <laughs> yeah. Right as they land. Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike is like, I got to make my move before she sees Pierlo. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, we were coming back from preseason and uh, she was in spring break over there and uh this was last year and and it was in uh fort lauderdale or sarasota sorry sarasota yeah and that's yeah that's where we we met we met at the airport yeah because i'm half cuban i'm like i don't think there's any of us in texas (laughs) (laughs) especially not on the other border of mexico you know (laughs) that's just a baseball player trying to defect (laughs) yeah yeah he's trying he's crawling over the borders we speak trying to get he's trying to play baseball you know what i mean um so so obviously you you uh you grew up in dallas but you you this season no, uh, I did not grow. I did not grow. Oh, up. You yeah, no, they hate. Da- they hate oh, Dallas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Alton. Alton. Yeah, Alton. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but you. Everybody yeah. in Texas hates Dallas. I learned that. I was just in San Antonio last week. You? Oh, really? Yeah. You went to? I, th- I thought it was Houston, but. Uh, oh yeah, Houston. They hate them all, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I hate Whataburger. Not good. I don't know what you no. guys are talking about. Hold up, no. Yeah. <laughs> we just got beef. No. We got beef with no, Mikey. Can. can I tell you something? I ordered. I had to take a picture of the cup next to a dollar. Because I did not believe that that was a regular cup size. Oh, oh the okay. cup is so the, big. The yeah. yeah, I ordered. I, did, I was like, you know, I didn't say super size me on this thing. <laughs> right? And the guy's like, no, that's regular. Also, I'd never had sweet tea before, so they oh have, my gosh, they have like four containers full of sweet tea and one yeah. with unsweetened tea, just like a tiny one that says like, did what it are you? Change your life? It, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, I almost got diabetes, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I took a sip of sweet tea and I was like, where's the tea? This is just sweet. <laughs> this is not. This is melted sugar. You guys are feeding people, and there's people filling up. That entire no ice just this entire a bucket a bucket without handles is what they call a cup in texas <laughs> it was the most amazing thing i have ever seen it was just too much nah it's never too much no, <laughs> whatever is the best, is the best. Is the best. 
thing about water burgers. Damn, you know? yo. Mikey Lopez is on Sweet TFC right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you grew up in the South, that's the only, that's only way you know about Sweet Tea. Because no one up here really knows about it. And no, just, I didn't know anything sweet about tea, it. Sweet tea is life. Sweet tea is life. <laughs> so uh, what? I, what I was gonna say was, uh, so the beginning of this season, you uh, you were injured, right? And uh, so yeah. it took a while to 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 get uh, to get back on the pitch. But you did make your first appearance uh, at FC Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and that was at what? What did that mean to you? Being uh, uh, you know playing uh, your first game of the season in Texas and, and probably probably in front of some friends and family. Yeah, it felt amazing. It was actually the first time. Uh, ever in my career that I was able to play in Texas. So it was really, it was really cool uh, playing against Dallas and playing in the stadium that I've played in before at, at, when I was growing up and uh, just playing in front of my, my parents as well. And some, some other family it was really good just to play back in Texas. And you have a really strong support from your family. Cause I've seen you post photos of when you, I, th- I think this might've been last year uh, for the yeah, season opener or when, yeah, or maybe even when I think the first match you started, your family's home, and maybe it was a family member's home, just jam packed with people there to watch oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, yeah, that's my, that's my house. I think. That's I think so awesome. House. That's gotta feel great to, to be able oh, to yeah, not just do sure. that, but now play in front of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's always a blessing being up, being able to play in front of my family. So it's it was really fun, and I'm really thankful that I was able to to do that. It's great because it's just like you, especially family, uh, Latino family. It's me, Miguelito. That's a bad Cuban, but yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, orale, míralo ahí. I don't know how to do it in, in Mexican slang. And uh, that that game against Dallas uh, was a a one one draw. Obviously, that was a, a tough game. I mean, that, yeah. Just seeing seeing Dallas. I mean, they're just a a young, vibrant team. They're tough, and and, and we saw that. The goal from Tommy Mack, where he just threw his entire body. He just body. threw his yeah. whole body at. <laughs> yeah, he he sure. American football tackled the ball into <laughs> into the net. So what what is it? Uh, especially this season, obviously the the, the team looks uh, incredibly dynamic. There's just there's obviously almost it's 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 almost like that. Um, uh, next guy up mentality where where uh, anybody who's in is really uh, sticking to the, uh, that philosophy Vieira's philosophy yeah, and that system sure. and it and it's really just looking good i mean it, it and it also seems like everyone's pushing each other's levels up this year yeah, it's something yeah. that we didn't see a lot in the previous years it seems like everyone's trying to pick up their level to match yeah i mean definitely i mean i mean y'all see the y'all see the team uh there's a lot of talent on this team so you gotta be you gotta be doing doing work and training to be able to get on the field. So um, it definitely helps us all because it's a, there's a lot of competition and everyone wants to play, obviously. So like you said, everyone is does have that that mentality that whoever's up next is is gonna play and they're gonna grind and, and work for the team. So. Now, let me ask you a question because we've seen you play in a couple different positions. And when I play you in FIFA, I normally stick you in central defensive midfielder. What okay. is what is your preferred position? Like all things going perfectly right, where do you think you fit best? I mean, I've always played as a as a defensive midfielder or as an as an eight. So, I mean, anywhere in the center is good uh, for me. Um, I've played. I have played as a right back. Not many people know this, but I have with the uh, with the national teams when I was uh, younger in like the U eighteen national team. I played as a right back and a and a winger, but I mean I wasn't winger wasn't really my strong suit, and I can I can play as a right back. Uh, personally, like I said, anywhere in the center is, is I'm I'm cool with. So that's good. You're getting that opportunity now. 
um, yeah. at a very high level. And how do you feel about that? Yeah. How, how, in general, how do you feel about that that midfield, which is like just looking? I mean, when we see the possession stats for NYCFC, and it's just like it's ridiculous. A, lo- a lot of teams you just don't even get to see the ball. I mean, like, you have it. Let me know when you're done with it. You hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to, just talk about a little about the the that that play between like you, uh, Alexander Ring. Uh, uh, you know, even uh, Rodney Wallace being there. Like these, a couple new players. How have they affected the team? Yeah, they've. I mean, they've affected the team in a positive manner. We're we're a better team because of, of the guys that that came in this year. Um, but besides that, they're they're just really good teammates and and just really good people. So you need that in the locker room and 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 in teams. You can't. We don't want uh, bad eggs or bad apples. And we all we're all really good and we're all like uh, pretty much a family. We're all like brothers. So it's. That that having that in the team is just amazing. Yeah. I know players always say that, but I never got along with my family. You know what I mean? I don't want to be. In, <laughs> I don't need to be in a locker room with my family. I'm like, all right, this is enough. Yeah, my mom is trying to put like you know old Celia Cruz, <laughs> you know, playlists on. <laughs> it's just too much. Everything's too much. Well, speaking speaking of the locker room, uh, you you guys had a, a visit from uh, uh, from LL Cool J over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. ladies love yeah. Cool J. Stop by. How's he in the midfield? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What position would he play? <laughs> he's a target yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, he's target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That dude is, yeah, yeah, yeah. back Point to the man. goal, pushing him all the yeah. way back. Yeah, uh, you, uh, the the game against uh, the last game you guys played against Orlando in Orlando, which you got the which, win, and you played for it at one played, point, right? You, st- you started that game, at, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just props to you. You were incredible that game. That was uh, that was just awesome. And obviously, with you, the Thank first you. the first team to win uh, in Orlando City Stadium. Uh, what? Why? Uh, especially after the game at home, the loss to Orlando, which uh, you know this this season, there's been like uh, it's been very chippy between uh, between the two teams. Uh, I don't it's know. A bit of a rivalry, right? It seems like it's starting. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I would say so. Is it? Is it? Because is it? Where does it sort of come from? Is it because uh, you know both teams came in the league at the same time, or is it because uh, Jason Christ and Patrick Vieira just got got a little thrown shade back and forth right? at each other? The real house husbands of uh, <laughs> of MLS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's just I don't I don't I I don't know. I can't really tell you what why. It's, I guess it's just happening organically. If, Which is best. You want to say yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not no one's trying to force it. It's just it's just happening and and you see it like And you played for Orlando. Yeah, I played for them for a little Back, bit. Yeah, when they uh, were down at USL Pro. So tell us the truth. Yeah. You're a bunch of goons down there. What are they trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I don't know. It seems changed a lot since I was there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it's happening, and I don't mind it at all. I mean, I the games, the games are great. Yeah, exactly. So, so the the, the uh, one thing I did want to ask about was uh, uh, NYCFC. Did recently play against uh, Atlanta United at, at Bobby Dodd, uh, and it was uh, a loss. It was a great game uh, overall. It was just it was a tough loss. Obviously, uh, Atlanta United uh, they played very well that game. But um, there was you you had tweeted about uh, a moment after the game where people basically uh, yelled out just a you know a bad. You know, a, a, a bad gay word. slur. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be yeah. a bad word. What are you, a substitute <laughs> teacher? Yeah. Uh, we we hit him on the wrist with a ruler, and they went back in the corner for a little but bit. But overall, it, it was uh, something it, that we yeah, we, you would hope fans don't yell at a stadium, and yeah. you know that he crossed the line. Not to use MLS, you know, marketing. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. uh, certainly somebody said something that was very disrespectful. Something that you shouldn't be saying, uh, you know, in society anymore. But um, th- that was hurled at you as you were leaving, right? 
Yeah, as we were leaving. We were leaving the, the field, so we were just going back into the locker room to, to change and stuff. So it was – and especially, like, right after the game, you're just so heated from the game because we lost. And then that happened, and I, I was just like – I got really, really mad. I mean, it it doesn't affect me, but just the fact that they're saying that, like, like luckily um, – they didn't say it to someone that is like gay, a gay or person. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. So, because that then, I mean, I don't know how they would feel because this is it's just terrible. It's just a terrible thing to be saying, and just I mean, it's something that we as a society need to cut out, and it's just it's not happening yeah, as, I, as fast as we wanted to. I think in general, being being an, an MLS fan. Uh, from my perspective and, and just maybe even sitting in the in, in the stands and, and hearing other people for the most part compared to other sports i feel like it's less in american soccer more than any other yeah even compared to the sport in other countries yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we deal with a lot less of it here so it's i think moments like that where you hear it it is shocking cuz you're like whoa yeah, yeah. we normally don't yeah. do that here and and yeah, yeah. with with Atlanta United specifically uh, obviously a new team which, and which has an incredible fan base by the way yeah. they're fans of ours yeah, they're, that's I mean, shocking that yeah that's shocking that they would say that because i'm sure even the guys that listen to us were like that's not representative of who we are yeah yeah i mean i got a lot of i got a lot of uh reply saying that 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 that's not what like Atlanta United meet or represents and stuff and I understand that and I don't think that it's everyone from that team or from that city but it was just that one person that said that I mean it's just left a bad taste and it's just it's just something that as a society we just need we need to cut it out I mean uh, it, I could have just easily just blown it off because like i said i'm not gay so yeah it doesn't affect me in a way that if i were gay it would so i could have just let it go but i mean that wouldn't be fair to who to the person that is gay and that does affect them you know like I, it's just for sure it's just something it's just something that like we all need to we if it happens we all need to speak speak out about yeah and and it's important that you did because uh uh, for you know this story sort of uh you know the adam jones story from the baltimore orioles you know uh he was dealing with this thing in fenway yeah where he was like hey someone directed a racial slur at me and 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 some people are like oh well that's that's boston bro that's how they that's how they are Um, yeah but but as soon as adam jones as soon as adam jones mentioned it what did we start hearing? Every other player, like, oh yeah, that's that's been that's happened to me, and they just didn't say anything. So and that's a, how you get an end to something. That's how you exactly, put a stop to something. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah, no, we're really happy that you mentioned it. Sorry that it had to happen, you know. Um, but yeah. it seems like people from both sides, and and I, I was just in Atlanta not too long ago, and I had a great time, and uh, you know, their fans came out to see me perform, which was really dope. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I I know that 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 person does not represent them um at all, so it's smart. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you said something because a lot of players, like you did say, would just brush it off be like ah fans are being fans and nah that that kind of stuff needs to be pointed out and things like that need to be taken care of yeah for sure but you know you also don't have to like argue with the fans like tim howard does uh or like (laughs) viera viera just jumped over the wall didn't he last that was like a weird i don't even know that i I don't know if everybody even knows that this happened but it was just whatever was 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 roy keen at the match (laughs) viera jumped over that wall (laughs) like that rivalry still going on i guess um you know this has been awesome of you to take time out of your day we know you're you're super busy there's a lot of other things you could do um I no, guess, no, I appreciate the opportunity for real. Like, honestly, it's 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 fun. It's been fun. 
doing I, this again. I do have one more question. Have you found yeah. good Mexican food here in New York? Um, so I live, I live in Stanford. Uh, I found a oh, okay. pretty good place. Uh, that's, I mean, that has some pretty good tacos, honestly. But you uh, like, you like flour tortillas or you're more corn? It, it, it depends. Because Texas is flour, of, right? Well, that depends as well. It depends on what, what kind of tacos you're going to eat. If it's going to be like, it's like tacos of steak and stuff like that, then it has to be corn. Yeah. But if it's going to be like, like, uh, breakfast tacos or, uh, uh, yeah, mainly breakfast tacos, and that has to be flour for me. I mean, that's how that's how we grew up. Well, listen, nothing wrong with that. Everything <laughs> breakfast was was usually usually uh, flour tortilla. It almost it almost sounds like your complete diet is all tacos. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I wish it was. But yeah. <laughs> listen, you and me both. We have very different bodies, though. Uh, but you and me both. Next time you're in New York, you have time off in the city. Let me know. I'll point you to the best tacos you'll ever have, okay. including California and Texas. Okay. Yeah, well, you California. really didn't believe me. You saw that hesitation? He's like, I no, 100%. Alexis actually knows his food. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, this lady actually drives to Puebla herself to get the seasonings. Really? Yeah. She actually got kidnapped by the cartel, and they were about to murder her. <laughs> this is 100% true. They were about to murder her, and then they got a call that another dude had been kidnapped, so they left her and her husband like in the middle of the, the, middle of the desert, oh. and she found her way back to New York, and you know what she did the next month? Drove back to Puebla, baby. And you yeah, can... For some reason, that does not surprise me at one yeah. bit. Like, I, I'm sure that did happen. That's something that would happen back in the And 100% did it. When you meet her, she'll tell you the story. Like it was, She was like, oh, I cut my finger with a knife, <laughs> and it hurt a little bit. That's how she talks about getting kidnapped by the cartel yeah, and that's why that's why and that's, <laughs> that's why the, the, the tacos taste so good you they can taste so good. you can taste the kidnapping there's a little the, bit of the fear <laughs> there's a little bit of fear in each when the next timalize the corn they put a little bit of fear in that cow all right well listen this uh, has been absolutely amazing uh mike yeah, thank you. yeah mikey uh let it let people know where they can like follow you on uh instagram or twitter all that stuff yeah i mean my twitter and instagram are both uh m lopez 12 underscore five i believe i'm pretty sure that's it yeah um just yeah, mine's a blue check. So if whatever, just put Mikey Lopez in. Oh, mine's a blue okay. Check. <laughs> okay, all right. Throwing that weight around in that blue check, somebody validated on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I I do what I can sometimes. Oh boy, all sometimes. right. Yeah. Not bad. Hit us with a retweet or something, then help <laughs> yeah, a, help sure. help a homie yeah, out. <laughs> uh, Mikey, thank you so much uh, for being on the show, man. It means a lot. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely, yeah, thank Mike. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me. Thanks, appreciate buddy. It. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. Uh, we're going to ask you to help us out just a little bit. You've seen some of the shirts we're wearing. They're on the Volley Apparel. They're absolutely incredible. It's kind of like a hip-hop, soccer-themed type of whole uh, clothing brand. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah, you can wear the stuff, uh, you know, to... to to the outside you got where to hang out you can wear you know it's gear you can wear it to play you can wear it to the white house you can wear it to the trap house yeah, exactly either <laughs> you can wear the same outfit to both of those <laughs> places and maybe for some people that's the same house so uh you could absolutely wear it at all different occasions it's really cool and guess what if you use the code cooligans c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s you're not only going to get 20 percent off but we're going to get some of that money which is really cool yeah you'll be supporting uh, the cooligans by just buying fly clothing right so you save money and we make a little, which we're going to pump all back into the show just to help promote it and get more people listening, which would really help us out. So you want to look fly for the summer? Go to go to onthevolleyapparel.com. Go get yourself some gear. How about you save some money by putting in the word cooligans, C-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-S, and we make a little scratch. That does sound good. 
Huh? It's not so, bad. Not good. Sound good? It's like our own little trap house. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, also, they also sell cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not, maybe not cocaine. But go out and buy yourself. That discount's not going to work on coke, but it will work on dope gear. Also, if you're buying cocaine, don't mention the Cooligans at all. Don't say the Cooligans at all. We're not going to make any money off of that. We promise our parole officers. Check out onthevolleyapparel.com. Oh, yeah. Back. Was that fun? I mean, a, a conversation with Mikey. Mikey, what a great guy. What a great young man. Right. Just pulling, a- pulling chicks in airports. This one. <laughs> I shouldn't call her a chick. Great girl. I'm sure. <laughs> Little uh, Guana, no, yeah. too. So she's going to be angry at me. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to forgive you. Mikey, what a, you know, what a great guy. Great head on his shoulders. And I completely agree with what he did. You know, um, I'm all for not snitching, but that's not what you do <laughs> in he, that situation. Yeah, He didn't necessarily snitch no, on anybody. But he was like, yo, you, it's not, you don't hold that in. You let that out. You know yeah, I mean? because it, it is a, it, it can, if it, if it goes unaddressed, it can become uh, a much bigger problem. And, right. and, and it's very easy, you know, and we see it already with, uh, you know, with some supporters groups sort of uh, uh, adopting European uh, uh, hooligan culture to yeah. some extent. And, and no, we need Cooligan culture. Cooligan culture. I mean, that's all, that's all we're about, all right? We're trying to build this thing, baby. <laughs> so Why thank- don't you slide with us? <laughs> so thank you so much, Mikey Lopez. Uh, good dude, and uh, I'm happy we uh, we could have him on the podcast. So uh, this, uh, you know, obviously we started uh, the show talking about international soccer, but there was MLS. MS- MLS was still alive and kicking. Oh, boy, is it really? MLS is like, international what? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know you right now. Why don't y'all play y'all cute game? We're going to do what we do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you, homie. Do yeah. you. <laughs> and, you know, I have a feeling like we're in like in the in the last few years of this, of playing through the international break. I think we're big enough now. And I'm sure, what is the CBA for another three years? Four years, maybe? Uh, this is the third year yeah. of NYCFC and it was a six-year deal. So it's three more years. Three more years of the CBA. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling they're going to find a way to work that into the CBA where they're not playing through international breaks. So this might be it, you know, for that. Or actually, that might be tough because it's summer. I mean, it's good. I don't know how. Can't do that in the summer. There's no other way to do it unless you go to, you know, the, the, the world schedule. Yeah, the winter schedule. Yeah, and play. Which would be dope. You think it would if we played MLS matches through through the winter? Yeah. Through what about Minnesota United? What are they going to do? Minnesota. What is what does Germany do? What is the, what Scandinavian <laughs> the, countries do? Freezing. Doing? I mean, it's cold. It's colder than a lot of these countries. So right? you you take a break in the coldest months. Okay. They do it everywhere besides England. All right. They take like a nice month off. I mean, I I I don't think it's crazy. I mean, look, there's two things. There's there's the you know, certain cities have, you know, terrible weather that would make it very tough to play. And then uh, the other um, issue is c- uh, competing with the other leagues because playing matches, uh, uh, you know, uh, during on, on a Premier League, uh, you know, uh, going against the Premier League, going against Bundesliga. Yeah, but we're not playing going at against that time. Liga MX. Like, we're oh, not playing at that time. We're, we're normally no, playing no. our matches later in the day. But it doesn't it doesn't suggest that there's no competition at no. all. It's a great lead in. And our biggest issue would be the NFL, NFL and, and the, you know, the NBA and 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 I and guess yeah, basketball. 9, I'm sorry, and, baseball. And, and fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. <laughs> Those are big competitions. Whatever blogs these kids are reading these days. Uh, you know, Vine stars. Is that still a thing? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of competition. So that I think, but there's competition all the time. That's now. The hes- I think that's the hesitancy. And I I think you know from uh, 
from a Garber perspective, I think there's a there's a this this empty summer where there's not many other sports. I think he kind of likes. Oh yeah, it's alluring to that, play in that, that in that area. Yeah, thing, and so. it does help in Europe because now they don't have any other sports. They don't have any other football. So yeah. come watch us. We, you yeah, know? So we, I mean, we've had this conversation. Uh, we yeah. had this conversation every every international break. We have every international <laughs> break. But I think we're getting close to the point where we won't be playing international breaks. But one day there were still games. Yeah, there were uh, plenty of games. And we mentioned the first segment, the uh, Toronto. You know, not not playing too well without. Uh, people thought maybe oh Javinko. Well, here's what happens when you take out the Americans. Well, when you take out the uh, Americans, every every designated player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You tend to it's it tends to show on the field. Yeah, <laughs> and a- that's exactly what happened. Columbus, by the way, last week suffered their biggest defeat in club history. Columbus, what? What? Which? You sure it was Columbus? One hundred percent. Columbus last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the What was the final score last week for Columbus? Uh, Five nothing. Five nil. That was their worst defeat, yeah, right? To two two uh, Toronto. Yeah. So this week, they come back. They being Toronto or they being Columbus. 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 Yes. They they uh, beat Seattle. They beat Seattle uh, in their first game three nothing. Yeah. And, and then they lost in their second game of the week to Colorado two one. Right. But they won. They that's a good bounce back from their worst. Oh sure, defeat. yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah, good, for, good for them. That, yeah. was, <laughs> that yeah. was good on them. That's what I'm trying to say, dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, obviously, Egoine had a great game. Uh, uh, Maram had a great game. Maram had them, had them both on my fantasy squad. So Did you was, really? That was kind of. Nice. I haven't played. I haven't played MLS fantasy in a long time. Well, you're doing very poorly. Uh, Am I? <laughs> because you had it. Yeah, uh, people are very good, especially in our league. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. We we, we kind of gave up money. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, the the heavy hitters came through. Uh, but you know, yeah, they had a they they had a a great game against yeah Seattle's like a let's talk about uh Seattle let's talk about before we talk about Seattle let us address so let's not talk about Seattle <laughs> because, because, you know, let's talk about Seattle you know what before we let's <laughs> let's I mean they've come up very often in the show we love them very much uh, Tropic Sounders and uh, uh, and and Kale Parker oh my god and they um they did a couple things that were they have made Twitter their own playground. <laughs> They, yeah, they, uh, they deserve, if there's like a, a gold star or some sort of badge uh, that, that, you know, any kind of award. Like a condom award, maybe. Like, I don't even know what that means. But like some, some <laughs> Trojan of the year for those two. Uh, obviously, if you don't, if you've heard us talk about these two lovely people, uh, but they're, they're Seattle Sounders fan. One, one lives in Florida. Right, and the other lives in Chicago. Chicago, and, and so neither of them live in Seattle, but they're big Seattle Sounders. Yeah, fans. they clearly have some connection to Seattle. Right, and here's how they decide to talk because they're not; they can't just walk across the street and talk to another Seattle fan. <laughs> they use Twitter. Yeah, and so, what they also do is continuously tag us in everything they do, <laughs> which is pretty dope. Which I, which we love, and please continue. Yeah, doing please it. do. So they, they did a couple of things. So one thing was we we were ta- in the first segment we were talking about the studio that we're building out, and we were asking for uh, things from supporters, and we'll we'll put it up and decorate. Our studio will be very nice, and they, uh, uh, Tropic Sounders, uh, did a. I saw a mock-up of a of a scarf. A Tropic Sounders, you know, a Seattle Sounders supporters for Tropic Sounders, which are which are the floor the Floridian Seattle Seattle Sounders Seattle fans. Sounders fans, yeah. And they uh, and so so they had this mock-up for this scarf, and it was like really cool. It's dope. And then Kale created this uh, like a, a a flyer, like a promo flyer. For, for for which the only way I can explain it is, <laughs> imagine you were good at Photoshop, but just before you used it, someone fed you acid, 
<laughs> and then fed it to you. Yeah. They yeah. spoon fed you. <laughs> they, they took the acid, but then they baby birded it in your mouth. They vomited it out in your mouth. Yeah. And, and then you decided to open up Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and try to use it like Photoshop. Yes. While on baby birded acid. That's exactly what this thing has. So it's incredible. It's it's basically it's a picture of both of them. Yes. Uh uh and and then uh and then us. We're in the we're in the flyer. We're in there. Uh Ozzy Alonso is also in there. Ozzy um, found we, it. We have a deep connection to Ozzy Alonso, clearly. Right? We've <laughs> not only I've not only spoken to him, but we've also scared him deeply to his core. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um so it, it was just uh it was a cool it was like it was like fan art. Yeah. That's basically what it was. And it was super cool. So thank you, both of you guys, uh, for doing that. The second thing that they did was a, uh, they I guess they started some sort of uh, Will Bruin erotic fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, your tone is exactly right. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just, just, just baffled, you yeah. know? That's the baffled tone. And here's the other thing they did. They tagged Will Bruin through all of it. Yes. So Will Bruin checking his mentions. Great goal. Great goal. Great goal. Love you on the team. Great goal. And then the other one whispers in his ear. It's like this, like this passionate erotic. Like that you used to buy these things at the supermarket. Remember, like right by the cashier, they'd be like Fabio. You know, like like those books with like yeah, yeah. Fabio on the front. It's like almost like the uh, tabloids. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> in Twitter. Yeah. But tagging the player who they've made, I guess, make sweet love to players, to other, other fans. And, I don't know what that, what's and, happening. And in just there. like any tabloid, it's it's one of those items where you're like, you know, you you shouldn't buy it. No. You shouldn't even put your hands on it. But girl, it's interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to look through this feed. I don't want it, but I can't put it down. <laughs> you know? And that's basically what they're doing. You know what? I'm, I'm, this has been uh, uh, fascinating because one I partly don't know if they even know each other before the Cooligans. I have I, maybe they'll tell us, right? Yeah. I don't know if they. I think they met because of the Cooligans. I don't know, or just I, being Seattle Sounders. I I can't tell because it didn't seem. It doesn't seem like there was much of a relationship beforehand. Beforehand, yeah, 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 and yeah. then all of a sudden we brought these two. We uh, were the bridge. Yeah, we that were the, these two parked on yeah, we, and, <laughs> and went dogging. Isn't yeah. that what they call it in Europe? <laughs> I mean, it just—it sounds like we're we're the bridge for two perverts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one super eight to a, to a motel six. We are the bridge between those two. <laughs> so, so it's great, man. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. So this obviously Will Bruin. Uh, and this is cool because I was watching the game and I'm I'm sort of watching them sort of do this as well. So it, it's like an interactive experience. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, you're feel you're you're getting uh, what's that? The all your senses are being <laughs> entertained or tingled. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the umami flavor? Oh, mommy. So, but Seattle uh, did go up against Houston in in their second game of the week and uh the the sounders are struggling do you hear music i do hear music what is that <laughs> i hear reggaeton oh is that my phone i think so <laughs> was that my phone that's so crazy yeah it oh, was. that was that was um that was a shakira shakira i just <laughs> The hell are you listening to? Yeah, you know, the new Shakira. Shakira is a Colombian goddess, and I will I will not hear any negative uh, conversation about. No, Shakira. listen. Are you kidding me? I've watched She Wolf on mute many times. <laughs> Shakira, uh. she's great. I don't really. I'm not into her English music. Her music in Spanish is uh, is much better. Also, much she's been around for much longer. Yeah. Why are we talking about? But I knew I heard something <laughs> in the background. Yeah, I heard it too. It was weird. Uh, but no, 
So we were talking about, uh, oh yeah, so so Seattle against Houston and their second game. Seattle finally gets a victory. This was a this was a tough uh, game uh, to watch a little bit because it was a bit dull. Yeah, and Seattle seems to not just be able to win matches; they have to like they have claw to, they have to make their way to the end. Everything's so challenging. <laughs> Everything has to be so hard. Uh, yeah, this this was um. Uh, Jovan Jones, man, if he would have hit that. Well, yeah, but the, the, I think the, the the thing to take out of the game is that obviously Clint Dempsey and Jordan Morris are not there. And this is the this is a tough thing. I know, you know, Seattle clearly wanted Jordan Morris and it was like a, a it was a big deal. But you sort of think about it. Toronto has this problem, too. When you have two kind of star players that play on the national team, it's yeah. good for kind of like ticket sales and people and interest in 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 the club team. But, but then this is the problem: international yeah. breaks just like they go away. You know, a huge uh, a percentage of your scoring threats right. are are taken from you, and now I mean, it's like you, they, they, these guys are irreplaceable. There's right. no one you know on the on this on the bench that's going to replace an out door. I don't know. Will Bruin's like, you know, he's got a bionic arm and he's trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Will know? Will Bruin, um, clearly the, the, you know, the replacement for, um, Nelson Valdez yeah. last year, uh, and, and, and playing better than Nelson was last year. So, uh, obviously it was a good, uh, good addition, but there's something's missing from Seattle's offense. I mean, they, they have, you know, even with Dempsey, even with Morris, there's still something lacking. I mean, they, they have no, uh, um, it, maybe it's the predictability of like knowing kind of what Ladero's going to do. Yeah, I was going to say Ladero, who came in and was a huge surprise. I don't know if we just have enough game tape on the guy or maybe there's a bit of a sophomoreitis for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been here now a year and it maybe, you know. He really partied really hard when they won, you know, the MLS Cup. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's not trying as hard this year because it was so easy for him last year. I don't exactly know no, what it is. I mean, he still he still looks good, but I, I think uh, teams are defending defending him a little differently, or or maybe not committing as hard. I mean, he 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 did have that. Who did he? He nutmegged somebody. Um, yeah, Ricardo Clark. He nutmegged him. Uh, so, you know, some, he, he still has those, those signs of brilliance. I oh mean, yeah, for sure. His skill hasn't diminished at all, but you know, it's his effectiveness, effectiveness and chemistry. I don't, I, I can't tell exactly what is, uh, the issue, but yeah, Seattle has to figure something out with these front three, front four are not really making anything happen. And the goal that they did score was, uh, Great move, Ozzy, Ozzy Alonso, who we just talked about. Uh, yeah. who, you know, it, it's an honor to share, uh, uh, you know, uh, MS Paint flyer with him. Oh, my uh, God. I mean, it's... An honor that everyone gets, <laughs> no, you know? No, no. Certainly not since 1998. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, his play to make the pass to uh, to roll down, which is, was just, just the slight fake shot that drew a defender in. Well, yeah, because he's also known for being the guy that's just going to pop a shot from that angle every time he gets the ball. He's dangerous Very, that way. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's actually worked out to a great favor. Uh, it's almost like a fastball. You expect it to come. So when he throws the change up, it, it's very effective, right? For baseball term, same thing yeah. happens. He winds up as if he's going to shoot 
everyone collapses to him, winger gets open. Exactly. And that's why we call Ozzy El Duque. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Cuban sensation. El Duque. <laughs> so, uh, but he made that pass to Christian Roldan, Roldan with, with the, the probably his cross of the year. That was just a laser to Will Bruin's forehead. I mean, I, you know, artists started painting it as it was in the air. That's how beautiful <laughs> that thing was. But, you know, it, uh, in Seattle, this whole game, they were completely dominant on the ball. Uh, uh, just it, it, they were bound to score at some point. They should have scored way more than they did. Yeah. Jovan Jones was spectacular this game. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was, I, I don't remember the exact change that they made, but once they, uh, they, they pushed Jovan Jones up front and he played winger, which was weird to see him. He has that talent though. He really does. I mean, he, he, he reminds me of Matarita in a sense that you're like, well, he, he seems more defensive, but he does fit. In the midfield. Exactly. And and he's such a great uh great passer, amazing left foot on him. And he missed that opportunity for a goal. I mean, I mean he's already a fast dude, but yeah. Ladero put the ball just I mean, I mean a, like a great half ball. a pace. Half yeah, it was just But it was perfect, but half a pace away. Uh but it was bummy. Just watching the whole game, I was just like, when is Seattle gonna score already? Yeah. It was just so frustrating that they couldn't get through. Houston, I think they they had uh a, a, yeah, they had their issue with a couple uh they have like every all their players are Honduran. Yeah. So so they were all, they were all gone. That's no right. one's there. <laughs> they had four guys yeah. uh, on the team. Start. It's just pupusa sitting there. Like, no, <laughs> we we're the players. You can't just. They just put a little afro on a pupusa. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's from Kyoto. Those, Come on, it's Kyoto right there. Stop asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> Manotis was the only one there. He's like, guys, can I play now? <laughs> And I really like that kid a lot. I mean, I know he had a lot of woodwork, but I mean, the kid, he's really, really good. Yeah. So look, overall, it's just like Seattle. Uh, you just you just want them to find that form that they had in the at the end of the year. It's just such a great fan base uh, that you don't really. They should be playing a little bit more exciting football. That's like that's sort of my For sure. uh, main concern with them. But uh, I mean, I, I would love to hear what the fan base thinks. You know, if you guys are Seattle fans, let us know what you think about the season. Are you? upset are you looking forward to the rest of it do you think it's uh, just a matter of time before they find their feet do you think this is the club do you think this is what they're going to play like are you happy with schmetzer do you think schmetzer thinks about me at I all mean, yeah ask the tifo crew what they think about well uh, they, yeah schmetzer. they seem to love him they're, they're big fan do you, and, do you guys think schmetzer still hates me though <laughs> like honestly though like you think he thinks about me ever like he watched the 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 crossbar challenge video and he's like you know he's not that bad of a guy <laughs> Maybe we should give him another chance. Uh, congrats to Christian Roldan for uh, getting uh, being on, uh, listed in the preliminary roster for uh, for the Gold Cup, and absolutely deserves it. Yeah, wonderful midfielder, good kid, and he's uh, he's definitely been. Um, uh, I think they were they were talking about it a week ago. Uh, how About a week ago, it week was ago. that it was a possibility, and yeah. that, and that his he, you know he has uh, Hispanic. Uh, you know, parents. Yeah, and he, he and essentially he would have also had an option to play for. I think it was. I think his parents are like Ecuadorian and something else or something like that. Uh, but it's good. Yeah, he's a he's he's put in the time to get looked at. You know, for by Bruce. Yeah, this isn't this hasn't been sort of a, a flash in the pan. He's been good for from what at least I remember at least last midway through last season. Yeah, second half of last season he looked really good. So you know, it was also really good though. I never paid too much attention to in this Me? game. Uh, no, Me? Uh, I'm really good. You don't pay Gu- a lot of attention. Gustav Svensson. Gustav Svensson. He's the, the, the midfielder, maybe attacking mid for the Seattle Sounders. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. I, I don't know if he starts all the time, but he's a good, he's, he's good. He's, he's a fast, like. Yeah, we got, they got some skill out there. They, you know, it's funny. It's like, 
they almost suffer from having too much talent. Yeah, don't you hate that problem? Ugh, you know, <laughs> it's part of my career. No, you know, it's- like I think overall, I think uh, Seattle is. Uh, defensively they look strong i mean you know marshall torres is back you know he had the hamstring issues but i think they're gonna be fine but they gotta they gotta figure out what the hell they're gonna do up front man because they are not playing well nope uh let's uh let's also talk about uh orlando and uh, and chicago yeah because this is what we don't really talk about nil nil uh, draws very much. Yeah, why would we? Right? Why? <laughs> because, it, because it's probably boring and nothing happened. The exact opposite for this match. Everything happened. Literally everything happened. This was a great example of of a nil nil draw that was not only exciting, but the atmosphere in the stadium didn't drop because of uh, like yeah. the, the fact that nobody scored. The rub against soccer for a lot of American sports fans is they don't score enough, and I don't care who you are. If I sat you as an NFL fan or a hockey fan or a basketball fan or a baseball fan and a non-soccer fan, if I sat you in front of the TV and made you even just watch the compressed 20-minute match, you'd be a soccer fan after this because that was absolutely back and forth and wild. Yeah. How? How did Chicago (laughs) not score? How? Yeah, it's just insane that it didn't happen. How the hell? I mean, it, look, it, it speaks a lot to again. We and we've spoken about this uh, since the beginning of the season, the first few games. Orlando's defense is no joke. They are no joke, and they were home. They were home, and they and I, their support was wild, dude. They they give teams the business. Yes, when, they do. Like, when it comes to they they are they are a strong team. Uh, they and they don't necessarily have like large men as at center back. They, they don't have these big bulking guys. Yeah, I mean, there's no one that's that intimidating. But they physically. But but for some reason, they have that that mental fortitude, that toughness. Yeah. To not get like pushed around. They, and they, their goalkeeper looks like a Nordic god. <laughs> you know, he's a monster. Bendick, Bendick is, is a beast. Uh, but but they, uh, they were down to nine men. Yeah. So let's let's go through uh, because yeah, this is there's a lot. There's a whole story. Yeah, there's a whole story, but obviously the game ended nil nil, and obviously they, they didn't end up with uh, Orlando ended up with nine men. The first red card, right, uh, which was uh, Rafael Ramos. Rafael Ramos uh, just got in the game. Like this is his first start. <laughs> first start, right? I mean, come on. He he, I, w- I wouldn't even say slid. I mean, he coll- to me he coll- no. They were they were going for a ball bounced over his head, and he turned around to kick it away to clear it. And when he did, another player's back was there. <laughs> no, no, no. This that that's uh, no Chirino. No, they're both the same. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Ramos is. Oh, I'm he, sorry. He kicked the dude's thigh. He, yeah, he he collided. <laughs> uh, to me, he it looked like he collided with. Uh, I think it was Brandon Vincent. No, if you watch the slow mo, he kicks him in the thigh, and that's why that player studs up. Okay, he See, studs him in the thighs, and that's why that player falls to the ground. So uh, I, w- I didn't watch the live game. I, I watched the 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 condensed version, okay. right? And they didn't show replay. So this okay. and this tends to happen with MLS is like when it, when it's a controversial play, they don't they, show it. They don't show the replay. They'll show the thing happen yeah. from the far angle. It happened. Hope you got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a drone shot from three blocks away. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like what I, I see. All I see is an ant, kind of, kind of like you know, bumped up. Yeah, against it looks another like two ant. ants talk to each other, and now they're no, no longer friends. Why is that one ant walking away? <laughs> yeah, like, seems very upset. <laughs> a little bit of blood. Is that what I see? Is that what that red dot is? So it to me again, it just looked like a a, a collision. I, obviously, I couldn't see exactly what it was. A red card, seen straight red, very harsh. Yeah, and, and on Twitter, I I had I was seeing this on Twitter. 
and and people were like, "This that's ridiculous." Again, MLS referees, the whole thing, right? And uh, so whatever. It, it was an er, it was early. Uh, it was what and it was in the first half. I think it was like 13th minute. No, no, it was not early. It was like 28th or something like that. Uh, no, I think it might have been sooner. Well, you're wrong. I uh, probably okay. am. <laughs> so, as a, you know, when it comes to uh, facts, facts, yeah. it's, you're not that. I guy. just still got one. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yes, that red card seemed a bit harsh. Uh, because it it, it sort of, I mean, it's, it felt like a 50 50 ball to me. But look, whatever the ref, you gotta make that call. It studs up. Studs up, yeah. Can't you can't? There's nothing but a red card there. It seems harsh. Yes, I probably would have gotten yellow because the player didn't do it willingly. Yeah, yeah he was, didn't turn around, see a player, and think, nah, "I should probably mark this guy's leg up a bit." He was trying to clear a ball, and the other guy sort of ran into the bottom of his cleats. Yeah. So there's, I mean, you know, and it looked, yeah, it looked, it, it, it clearly was not intentional, but it did look, uh, it looked a little rough. Yeah. Uh, still surprising, straight red. That's my, my opinion. Then the second one. But you figure the rest of the team would learn their lesson. <laughs> so, uh, no Torino, uh, uh in, in the in the second half, in around the 70, 70 75th minute. Yeah. Uh, and then this one, this one is like, yeah, you understand this one. It was a studs up, foot to the back of, yeah, back this of the dude, thigh. Shrek got kicked in the, not in the back of the thigh. This was like. Above the butt cheek, like he got kicked in the kidney. <laughs> okay, this guy. Uh, and but to Nacherino's sort of, um, I guess to his defense, he also didn't directly see him, but he was still aiming at him. Yeah, you, you you're still responsible for yeah. what you do with your legs, regardless yeah, yeah, of yeah. what you're doing with your eyes. I didn't see that kid in front of my car, so I think we all know it's his fault. You're, you're yeah. on it. Just uh, yeah. let me just walk out of here. Because- I mean. <laughs> I already apologized to the parents. I don't know what else you want me to do. You know, <laughs> you seem like they're crying. They're busy. You know, they don't need me. They got a funeral to plan. Uh, I got to watch Law and Order. Yeah, come on, pimp, right? Am I right? Um, by the way, Judge, you'd be great on uh, little kiss ass. But um, yeah, obviously, you're, you, he should have gotten in trouble for it. But this one was a bit more egregious. But he did throw his hands up immediately, and he put his head down, and he cared about what's going on with the player. He didn't want to. Very Italian. I hate you, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry I hit you. You made me hit you. Why you make me hit you, huh? Why you make me do that? Yeah. Go ahead. What, are you going to go to your mother's house? Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, it looked like another one that was not intentional, but results are results. That is, that is what he did. And I just... It, it, at the second red card... You know, the, the first red card seemed like, uh, uh, you know, they, they were, you saw Jonathan Spector getting so frustrated with the referee, like, like not, not angry, not angry. They weren't, none of the players were angry, like mad at the referee. They were like, yo dog, are you serious yeah. right now? Are like, you really going to do, really do this? Yeah. And I love, I love those moments because they are so like, like, they just want to be like, yo, you're not good at your job. Yeah, yo. I know. <laughs> Homie. <laughs> This ain't the right level for you, you know. It's just, just complete disbelief that they made this call, right? <laughs> and 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 that Notorino, after the Notorino red card, the same thing sort of happened with the rest of the players. They were like, "Really? Yeah. Like nine? You're gonna make us do nine players? Like you couldn't just give them a free kick right here? <laughs> you know what I mean?" Uh, but obviously, the the you know the the brunt the the, the tougher. Uh, a result is for Chicago. They should have uh, left with three points. The fact that they did not uh, 
shows two things. Obviously, when it, when, whenever there's a red card given, and you know, I've I've heard a lot of players talk about this, is that it's almost tougher to play against the team because they they get they get into a, such a defensive shape that it, it, you can't even almost move the ball around. Yeah, and so you're you're basically just swinging around the defenders, you know. And every once in a while, a midfielder comes up, touches the ball, goes back. And the second half was co- completely that Chicago just think. It was just like those. There's there's a great episode of The Simpsons where they they're like, hey, let's watch soccer, yeah. and and there's and the clip is just three players in the back line just passing it to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked. Open like. wide for some <laughs> soccer was the uh, show. <laughs> Open wide for some soccer. I forgot the, the theme song. It was stupid. But it was so so. That's really what uh, Chicago was doing the entire time. Obviously, in uh, you, you know, once they were down to nine men. They were, uh, they had two chances. They had a, a, I forgot who took the shot, but they hit the crossbar, uh, blasted it. I hit the crossbar so damn hard. Yeah, I forgot too, but they, they put their head down like, come on. Yeah, it was frustrating. And I, I believe it was, uh, Delu that hit the, um, maybe, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they, that hit the other, uh, hit, hit the bar. It took a deflection. Yeah. And then hit the, hit the bar again. I think the best shot was that one that, um, sort of, it was like a bit of a collapse and the pass back to Nikolic. And he tried that one time. Yeah, that's right. That seemed to be the best shot of the match. Yeah. And uh, another cool thing from this match that was entertaining to me was watching uh, Bastion's frustration with his team. Th- th- oh, yeah. This is becoming, obviously. Because ba- now we know where it's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now we know the base of the, of the <laughs> Right. Because we, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where Bastion Schweinsteiger is having, uh, uh, you know, he was he was critical about the league, critical of of the, the, the quality of play from his teammates. And he does... The thing that NFL players get criticized for a lot, especially like wide receivers, right? When when the the when when your quarterback doesn't make a great pass, you you can't flail and be frustrated and show and show and publicly show that you're frustrated with your quarterback for making a bad pass. You can't do that. And uh, Schweinsteiger uh, did this a couple times where the the right pass wasn't made to him or wasn't received from him, and he he kind of flailed his arms and was frustrated at, at his own teammate. And that is a thing for the most part that can divide a locker room a little bit. Well, yeah, but also besides the fact that he's making 90% of the money on the team, <laughs> I mean, you know, from the budget, but yeah, I mean, it's pouting. Can, it's just, he's just pouting. Yeah. It's all, it's like complaining. Like, why aren't you, it, I don't know. It'd be like telling your girl, why aren't you fitting into this dress you fit into so many years ago? Or why aren't you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, usually that's handled so well. <laughs> yeah. That's, I gotta be honest, not a conversation you want to have, you know? So, uh, it, there's no, you don't gain anything by pouting and, and the rest of the team doesn't gain anything by watching you pout. Yeah. So uh, hide it, say it in the locker room at halftime. Yeah. You know, work on it in training. Do not bring it to that pitch because it doesn't change anything. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, Chicago's having a great, uh, season. Their last couple games, I mean, they've won a couple in a row. Uh, so, and, and ever since, uh, Schweinsteiger got there. They've been they've been one of the hotter teams in the league. So uh, to it's I don't want to say it's disappointing. He's he's clearly the best player on the team. Uh, he looks great. I mean, he's a surgeon out there, uh, and, and he's playing way past uh, most people's expectations. But it, it, it's 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 not necessary, you know, uh, to to do this so publicly. So ho- hopefully, and also it's just like I don't know. It it probably also divides the fan base. You yeah. know, yeah. Like well, it's hard. It's hard to root for your players when you see one of them be frustrated with the other. It's like you want to take a side. You know what I mean? The cool thing we uh, saw after after the match was um, uh, the Orlando City supporters that that wall 
you know, Joe Bendick was the first person uh, to go to those fans and get and you know, to applaud them uh, because they were great. They and and for again for a nil nil draw, the team you know down two players, they really kept the energy up. They kept the singing. They, I mean, it 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 took a. For you to have nine men and still not give up uh, and not concede a goal, that's a big deal. That's, that's a, really impressive. You know, and and it requires a a good fan base to keep you motivated because once once that second red card was given, very easily you, you your legs can start feeling heavy. Yeah, I mean, you're literally you've already been chasing after the ball down a guy. Imagine being down another guy. That's yeah. really tough. <laughs> yeah, nobody. We don't have to imagine it because it happens. <laughs> yeah, but like, close your eyes, <laughs> even if you're driving right now. Just close your. Please don't do that. Well, I, well, I wonder what's the most amount. Um, what's the highest amount of red cards giving it to one team in a match? I don't know, but I think did I hear this correctly that um, Orlando's up to thirteen now on the season. Thirteen red cards. Yeah, how's that possible? It has to yeah. be Atlanta United, not them. No, I think I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Orlando's up to 13 red cards. How they've won so many games and still... I have no idea. There's no way that's right. There's no way that they've received uh, that many red cards. So, um, let, yeah, we'll move on. Obviously, Alexis is going to look this up. I'm going to look this to, up. To see, that, to see if this is possible. Uh, but it, it that doesn't... They've had... I think they've they've had, like, what, 16 games? They would have to have, lose a player Somebody's per Somebody's had 13. <laughs> You're listening to the wrong people. Uh, so, let's... Uh, Let's talk about uh, Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota. Uh, this was a, a game. Uh, Minnesota won their last game. They and they won their last game against Sporting Kansas City two nothing. So clearly, uh, Sporting Kansas City uh, wanted to get some sweet sweet revenge on on these guys because obviously as as the expansion team uh, losing to an expansion side, but losing specifically to Orlando United. Uh, I mean, to to Minnesota United cannot be, uh, you know, can't can't do wonders for your self esteem. Okay, Alexis, you're gonna still you're gonna. I was re- way off. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you refuse to accept that you're wrong about this. How is that possible? <laughs> I may have been off, but by, by like at least ten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Orlando City, how many red cards? Have it they- says two, which is also wrong. They've had one before that, but this is Atlanta's only had three. Okay. That seems wrong. All right, never mind. Oh my goodness. Why I don't even know you wasted your time looking this crap up. Obviously. <laughs> I'm way off today. You, this, this is I should be, play the lottery. I'll be so like I'll be like, guys, I won. This is gonna <laughs> this is uh people are gonna call this like the, the fake news, the face soccer news show. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean that's probably a step up from what we're called now, <laughs> if we're being honest. But no, Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota, the uh, the game ended three nil. Uh Sporting Kansas City uh outmatched uh this uh this Minnesota side. And the, the a couple of cool things. Watching this game, I don't know if they if the pitch is always. You know how uh, in Premier League pitches have like designs, designs, yeah, like what, diamonds and stuff. Yeah, Children's Mercy Park has this also. Yeah, and it, for whatever reason, it made, it made it feel a little bit more um, professional. Not just professional, but like uh, uh, like ha- having more of an interest in 
in the the presentation, the of aesthetics, the, game, the aesthetic, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the developing a little bit of a culture. You know, even when when it comes to you know these these clubs that have been around for a hundred years, the groundskeepers themselves are like stars to some extent. Right? Yeah, people know who the groundskeeper is, and then when one of them retires, that was really good. They like throw something for them. And, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, watching that made me. It made me just seeing those that beautiful design on the pitch made me want to go see a game there. Yeah, you know what I mean, it was just uh, it was really cool. But I, from everything. I I've heard that park is gorgeous anyway. So, uh, so like I said before, uh, supporting Kansas City obviously gets, gets revenge on, on Minnesota use, after losing to them a couple weeks ago. And uh, they were, um, it was just like when, you know, when we were talking about Atlanta United against NYCFC at Bobby Dodd, it was like, we're, we're, we're not losing this game. Right. We, we suffered at their hand already. Now it's time. Now it's time for them to get theirs. Yeah. And it was, and it was cool to see them play, uh, uh, just completely just obviously they're a strong defensive team. And we know Tamilia uh, has been great this year. Right. The whole back line. Uh, Jimmy Madronda, uh, Opara. Ike Opara is great. Although he was the one, I think, who let in that goal. No, he. Uh, well, he scored the first goal. He scored the first goal, but I think he uh, defensively, I think he sort of. No, they it. didn't. They didn't give up. Any I know goals they didn't give up any goals, but he had like a big misstep. I can't remember. I was watching, uh, watching the match. Yeah, but um, he's just one of those dudes. Like that, that whole back line just seems like they're they all kind of get along really well. You know what I mean? Like they all know where they're going to be. They have great who chemistry. Is, yeah, it's uh, it's Madronda, Opara, Beasler, Beasler, of and, course, and uh, Susie. No, no, Susie. Oh, no, Susie. Yeah, yeah. Susie's been playing in the back. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a strong uh back line. I mean, yeah, you, that's a great back. You're going to have a tough time scoring on against these people. Yeah. Uh, Although, but, do you want two DPs on your back line? I mean, look, if you're getting wins, who the hell cares? That's a good point. Uh but that that goal, the first goal from Ike Opara, what which you you rarely see center backs take shots like this. Yeah. Uh not only was was it a great shot, but the 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 spin on the ball the curve on the ball uh it was spectacular this was I, it was one of those shots i'm like oh i didn't know he could do that well i don't think he knew he could do that <laughs> he didn't plan that <laughs> well look, i don't know i don't know that he didn't plan that i don't think so i mean it it, it looked like a uh like a, a batter facing a knuckleball pitcher i mean yeah. the, conf- the 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 keeper uh uh shuttleworth right shuttleworth yeah. Uh, Jesus uh, Shuttleworth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he I mean, just I mean, his foot, his feet were planted in the grass. I mean, he couldn't. You can't you don't know which way to dive? To it was great. It is was it going left. Is it going right? Is it going to hit me in the face? Is I, it not anywhere near me I, right now? Do I expect that from Benny Felhaber? Do I expect that from Dwyer? Yeah. But yeah. That uh, was a, a, a long distance shot, and it wasn't even like one of those uh, uh, where his his view was blocked. I mean, he re- he had. I mean, if it didn't have that much spin, he probably would have had a good chance on it. But yeah. it really went into the middle. It went from right to middle, back to right. Yeah. And it went to the bottom corner, and he just did not move. And that was, was just like, it's a cool thing uh, to see because you don't really see a center back scoring uh, besides like from a header. Yeah. And which is, you know, the way that NYCFC had two center back score. That's right. And one of them was a header. One of them was a, was a sort of a deflection a rebound, rebound kind of a, yep. yeah. So it's uh, the defenders getting theirs, man. Defenders are eating right now. Yeah, and it's a, it's become a uh, uh, you know it, it, like from a fantasy perspective, right? They changed the, the the scoring system where that if you get good defenders and defenders who can score are worth more points than uh, than if a forward scores or yeah. whatever like that. So, uh, but yeah, overall, Sporting Kansas City uh, incredibly dominant. Christian Ramirez, who's been playing well the last couple of weeks, probably had a couple of chances that he wishes he could have again. Yeah, that dude's a scorer though. I mean, he'll have 
he'll have he'll he'll do better with the same exact chances at at another point in this in this season because that dude man he, you know I remember when I used to play basketball there was a there was a term chucka like that dude is a chucka that means like yeah. he'll he, is it wait is it chucker or chuck uh because this is very important to you know sensitivity uh, the er or just yeah the that's a. true I can't believe I went hard r <laughs> on chucker on this. People don't know. People don't realize that my great grandfather was 100% basketball player. So I'm allowed to say that. Uh, I'm allowed to say that. Uh, no, he was. Uh, they called it a chucker. Like if you were someone who who yeah. you didn't have a lot of flair, you didn't do all the the crossover, or whatever. But you that could, dude could score. You could throw it up. That was it. That was a chucker, right? And uh, that's exactly sort of how I I picture him. You know what I mean? Christian Ramirez doesn't do everything right. But damn it, if he doesn't find the back of the net, you know. Yeah, it's a it, well. Uh, we were on um, uh, on Ian Edwards' podcast. Yeah, damn right. By the uh, way, thanks uh, thanks to Ian Edwards. Thank you, for doing Ian hours. Edwards. Yeah, we you know and he was having on, us on there. He was on our podcast, uh, comedian Ian Edwards, and and uh, and we he had us on his, and we talked you know more uh, Premier League. We talked about the Champions League, and one of the interesting points we were talking about the Messi Ronaldo debate, right? And one of the points he made about is uh, how very different players they are uh, and how over the years, Ronaldo is not a guy who he doesn't he doesn't really have the ball all the time. And Messi is a guy who has the ball. Yeah. At, at, at every moment. But when Ronaldo has the ball, he's he's just always doing something spectacular with it. And that's right. sort of uh, I'm not saying Christian Ramirez is Cristiano Ronaldo. That's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and I want you to know that I co-sign that. <laughs> but he is a similar type of player where like, yeah, he's not. He's not the dude uh, making every pass. You know, he's not running by people. He just he knows where to run. Get him, get him ball that spot, and he's gonna put it in for you. And I love, I love watching it. And you know, look how much better they look. I know they have a better defend uh, back line. Yeah, they've worked on that. But look how much better they look since they brought in someone like a Christian Ramirez. And I'm not sure if Mangala Barra started this match. I don't think he did. Uh, but, you know, when you bring those two guys in, they play really well off each other. But look how much better this club is doing with Christian Ramirez in there. Yeah, uh, when it comes to uh, Sporting Kansas City, I, I love the, uh, um, you know, I'm paying attention to this game and watching the players. Uh, they have two guys that are, in my opinion, going to be absolute stars. Uh uh, Gerso Fernandez. Gerso is a beast. Uh, and Latif Blessing. Yeah, Blessing is the. I believe he plays the, at the wing. Mm-hmm. Just a fast. He's just so fast, tricky. Uh, uh, and then and Fernandez is more. Uh, you know the the Mikey Lopez ish kind of. Right. You know, just a strong defender. Uh, but great passes, and he can make he can make some deep runs from time to time. For but, sure. But but both of them, they're both they're both fairly little. Right. Uh, but they're tough, you know, and, and this is not even the, these are, these are not defenders, you know what I mean? Like, no, this is and, not the back line. And to, and to have a, a midfield and then, uh, and a winger that are this creative and, and, and clearly show that like. Also, Cherso is just like dangerous as hell in the final third. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, both of them, both yeah. of them are, but like, but, uh, Gerso is Gerso. Ger- yeah. He, he plays, uh, a more, more def- I think he's more of a priority, uh, when it comes to defense. Sure. Uh, and and blessings the opposite, but both of them, yeah. Watching them, I'm just like, I, it's just two guys I like watching play. Yeah. They're both playing very, very and they well. both have a nose for goal. Like they're both attacking the goal when they go up. So I love that. Yeah. So uh, I mean, what, what, let's uh, a couple other results that were FC Dallas uh, absolutely crushed uh, Real Salt Lake. Real Salt yeah. Lake after did you hear what um, what's his name said? Pecky. What he said? He said we have a break. Everyone, no practice. Go do whatever you want. Pray. Go to church. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> seriously, call your accountant. Uh, but he said, take a break. He's like, well, when we come back, he's like, I hope you guys are ready. 
He's like, we're going to be fighting like dogs for every position. He's like, because I can't have what's happening. Yeah. He's like, if you want to go on the beach during your break, that's fine. It's your break. Do whatever you want to do. But if I were you, I'd probably go to the gym. I'd probably go train. Like, he didn't really give them a break. <laughs> but he was like, you guys are going to be fighting like dogs for every position. And uh, maybe that's what they need. Yeah, they clearly do. I mean, they, they after uh, defeating NYCFC 2-1 to one a, right. couple, a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, been all downhill from there. I mean, yeah, they, they also lost 5-1 to one against uh, Houston in the middle of the week. So, yeah. Two, yeah. Well, will you give up eleven goals in two games? Yeah, your boss. Yeah, your, what are you, Minnesota? <laughs> well, your boss is gonna gonna want to have a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least, uh, you know, write a memo. Write a memo <laughs> to let him know that, you're paying attention to what's happening. Uh, a couple others. Uh, Vancouver defeats Atlanta United three to one. Yeah. Uh, which, on paper, you think Atlanta is gonna be dominant. Wallop them, yeah. But two goals, a brace from uh, th- their center back. Again, two goals from Kendall Waston. Yeah. Uh, big man. Big man game. Yeah. Uh, he- Which Waston, he knew how to. He was <laughs> like, he walked in going, I think I might get two today. <laughs> <laughs> These little boys, I'm going to put them in there. But obviously, he's a, he's a strong dude. You don't expect two goals out of him. Uh, he but- literally just walks. Like, you know, like, would you ever watch Game of Thrones, that big, big character, those giants they have? Yeah, yeah. That's him. He just walks through a war zone. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time he sort of walks in a room, you're... you're your water. Your water starts shaking. <laughs> uh, also, Montreal defeats the Red Bulls one uh, to nothing. Yeah. Uh, I watched this game and uh, yeah, another frustrating thing. I'm just like, the Red Bulls just can't, uh, uh, they have they have these games uh, where offensively they look great. And I mean, defensively they look pretty good and Montreal has not been good this year, uh, but they yeah they just couldn't they just couldn't figure there's nothing you can do there yeah <laughs> just couldn't they had a goal from uh Blairum Jamali and uh, who's been uh great for Montreal they, they they he's I think he's like the the sort of boost that they needed from right. from uh from uh like toughness and like he's, he's a tough playing dude they they were know. happy when he came in so I'm glad that he's uh playing well yeah so uh overall good week in MLS I know there's a there's a couple just most of the teams have a break this week, there's only uh, three matches scheduled. Right. Uh, obviously, you know the World Cup qualifiers, international break. Uh, so we're, we're gonna next week we'll talk about, um, you know, most most we'll talk about the two World Cup qualifiers mainly. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that's positive news uh, for the American team. You know, hopefully we have a positive conversation exactly. about what's uh, what's going on with the men's national team. So real quick before we end the show, we just want to introduce uh, someone uh, who's going to be, uh, you know, joining the Cooligans team. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it's a bit of a surprise. This is a big uh, big news for us. You guys have met Kirby. Uh, now let's meet the newest member of the back office, the Cooligans back office, yeah, he's if you got, will. So, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, we're going to be talking to Nick, and he's going to be blogging and writing for us and doing some stuff on our site. So uh, this is going to be Here's an intro to him. Here's who he is. Yeah. Yeah, baby. So look, this is you know you we write the business. This we, guy, we gotta so get. Look. We gotta get right because people need to know that this this information this cool again. It's, it's no, this is not this is not an NPR show. This is we're not like okay, everybody. Hey, yeah. everybody. Everybody. <laughs> we're about to soft land into some information. That's not us, baby. No, no. We're, I would say, yo, we cool- come in here kicking, screaming, we're knocking shit down. <laughs> I'm looking through your fridge, baby. The Cooligans is uh is expanding. It Absolutely. We're, we're, we're becoming uh, a conglomerate. 
So some of you guys remember Kirby, right? He used to do Kirby's Corner. Now he's helping us out on the back end. He's busy, just graduated, and we're trying to grow. We're trying to expand some of the people that help us out because we can't keep doing this just ourselves. <laughs> because literally, our, our, we, we've, we've lost our fingerprints on our fingers. Like I mean, our, we've got nothing. It's down to the bone. We're bound to, we got nubs here. <laughs> We ain't got fingers. We can't, we can't Imagine how our ladies feel. Like it just <laughs> fingers we, are very important. They're very essential. Every, every digit. And not disgusting. I'm trying just to <laughs> tell people to shut up. I can't. I can't put my finger up. Uh, it's just we're, we we we're bringing in some people, and you know we don't just bring anybody. We bring not only people that know what we're doing, love what we're doing, uh, fans of ours, but also people that are smart and have a good energy and know exactly what our goals are. And we couldn't think of anyone better. Then someone who has asked us to help us out, then our friend and newest member of the, I guess the back office, the Cooligans back <laughs> the office. The Cooligans umbrella. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for Nick Ciccolone. How do I say that? Ciccolone. Ciccolone. Nick, everybody. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How's it going? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, we're really excited to have you helping us out. Uh, I guess the first thing people are going to notice from you, I guess besides hearing your voice on this podcast, is the article that you wrote for us, which is going to go live on our, our website by the yeah, time that you're sure. listening to this. Yeah. Why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown about that? Cool. So, yeah, I know. Thanks for having me uh, on the show today, guys. And uh, I just want to say it's an honor being a, uh, a writer and a blogger for the Cooligans uh, as of this week. Super excited. I've been listening to the show since its like beginnings and... Uh, Alexis and Christian are always uh, my go-to soccer comedians, so it's definitely cool to be on the team Cooligans. Uh, now you article, now you see why we brought him in. Right? <laughs> and it's the compliments, folks. I'm, I'm really I'm listen. I'm really good at kissing ass. Okay, yeah. you got to know about about me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So about the article, I wrote uh, an article essentially on uh, I believe it's called "Why an MLS Team Has Never Won the uh, Concacaf Champions League." Yeah. For anybody who doesn't really know about the Concacaf Champions League or they're new to North American or MLS soccer, it's essentially our version of the Champions League. So it's an international club tournament. It was started in the early '60s, uh, and it's but essentially it, it, team. It, it's the oh. better. It's the better Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ronaldo, Juventus, they don't have anything on us. Okay? No. Imagine Champions League, but played on pitches that should not be allowed. Like, imagine <laughs> that. That's the CONCACAF Champions League, baby. The CONCACAF Champions League is like the Champions League, but with a lot more tequila and a lot more angry Montreal fans. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe some gunshots just outside of the park. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like a couple. Just so you can stay sharp. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep your wits about you when you're in Honduras. You know what I mean? <laughs> But no, but exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, literally the CONCACAF Champions League, it's the same idea as the European Champions League. It's the idea that club tournaments should essentially play on a, an international platform where they can play clubs from other countries. Um, and it's been around since the 60s. Now, if you know about the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, you'll kind of realize that Mexican club teams such as Monterrey, Club America, Chivas and Tigres have been dominating the tournament since the beginnings uh club america has a whopping seven titles uh to its name and between uh club america monterey i think they have like about 10 titles between the two of them i mean it's incredible uh i, I think if they're you know real madrid has just passed the the 12th champions league uh title and it took them i mean forever 
the fact that the Club America already has seven titles is crazy, and it shows an imbalance in which Mexican soccer clubs have completely dominated the tournament since the early 60s, and not a single MLS team has ever won. I believe the only other team, uh, for country rather, to have won or had a club win the CONCACAF Champions League has been Costa Rica, who had a very successful club team kind of come out of there. So uh, the CONCACAF Champions League is like the European Championship, except it's owned by Mexico, essentially. Right. So it's obviously something that we want to try to be successful at. And you mentioned that uh, Montreal um, got to the finals. I believe the LA Galaxy also got to a finals. Sure. Yeah. So there's uh, well, actually, there's been two uh, finals in which MLS clubs have uh, played in the final, both against Mexican teams. It was a uh, rail salt lake and it was a uh, Im- impact Montreal. What ended up happening was a, uh, uh, Monterey played Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake had an excellent final. The first leg uh, in Monterey, they had a great result. Uh, and it's funny because the same thing happened with Montreal and Club America in Mexico City. They tied 1-1 in one of the hardest stadiums to play in in the world, not just because of the altitude, but because of the weather and obviously because of the crazy soccer fans, as yeah. you guys mentioned before. Well, when, throw, when people throw bags of pee <laughs> at you, yeah. bags of pee is not something you prepare for on the training pitch, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've seen some Red Bull fans you know, try that out. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Frankly. Remember, when you're on the Cooligans, we're biased. We're, we're unbiased. It's the whole league. But I get what you're saying, dog. <laughs> no, yes, no, totally. So, so I mean, to, the, the main idea here is we've had two uh, excellent MLS sides reach the final. They've had great first legs in Mexico. They come home uh, and imagine if this happened to a team like NYCFC. I mean, there'd be riots in the Bronx. But essentially, they had the second leg. They were up both in both cases, Real Salt Lake and Montreal, and they lost at home in their MLS stadium. Uh, and I think Montreal is the most embarrassing because Montreal filled up that stadium. I think it was something about 65,000 yeah. Quebecans. And the Olympic it's, Stadium. I, 65 Quebecans in any big stadium. You're going to have a disaster if you lose. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Just it, poutine being hurled left and right. It is a... Uh, I, 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 you can see how it's a it's a frustrating thing, and in and, and a lot of the the Champions League uh, matches where the uh, an MLS side and a, and a and a Mexican club side, they, it, it that tends to be the case. The first leg, the 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 American team, I think they they you know they obviously they go in the MLS side go in goes in with a, a lot of confidence and and then it, but it just seems like the 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 Mexican side they don't really hit the gas until the second leg, and they really. Put it on. Um, I mean, it's happened this year. Yeah, they turned it around for the second. Yeah, leg. I mean, they wrecked. They wrecked Montreal. It was a disaster. Listen, he, the, the the bottom line is, if you look at the Montreal game, for example, it's it's pretty unbelievable that you go to the Stadio Azteca, you tie one one. Piatti scored a fantastic goal. You come home to Montreal, and in front of sixty five thousand fans, you you lose. I mean, it's it's the, the the thing with the MLS is it's not like Juventus. The thing is, Juventus lost the final. They got destroyed by Real Madrid. They're going to go home to Torino. They're still going to sell out games. They're yeah, still going to sell sure. jerseys. Italian soccer is not going to change. They wake up tomorrow. It hasn't changed one bit. The problem with the MLS is every time we lose in a final like this, especially where we should have won, uh, both in the cases of Real Salt Lake and Montreal, it hurts the league as a whole. Uh, Montreal losing the way they did against Club America is, and I'm sorry if I'm being a little ruthless here to my fellow French Canadians, but I think it's ridiculous because it makes the league look like an embarrassment when all you need, I mean, I think Real Salt Lake literally just needed to tie the game because yeah, they had an yeah. away goal. They needed to tie the game and Rio Tinto in front of a packed audience 
they lost. And they that should was have a played the team. They should have played the old five five zero formation. <laughs> they, yeah. they literally should have taken the Real Salt Lake bus and parked it in front of their goal, like Mourinho's, <laughs> like Mourinho's done several times. They yeah. should have just called Jose and asked him for advice. See, but no. the, these Mexican sides are—they're not intimidated by any any stadium in America no, or in Canada. Not. They, they just, it's not, it's not going to get to them. They, it's like, they know that they're better yeah. going in. So they, and it's they, also too peaceful of an atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like Mexican stadiums, it's like intimidating as hell walking in. Yeah. You know, you get they here and we've got, yeah, I mean, come on, you, you come here and it's like a family friendly atmosphere. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? They're not scared of nothing. Yeah, don't, don't you hate that, that stable government? Ugh, and the, you know, <laughs> you know, how frustrating. We need pitchforks. <laughs> we need torches. That's what we need. Enough with the flares. Let's get real fire in the stands. Exactly. And listen, and listen, fellas, we're, I, th- I think something that, you know, drew me to the Cooligans is we're not just New York City football club fans, although I am a diehard NYCFC fan. The fact of the matter is anybody associated with the Cooligans is going to be an MLS fan. The, the thing is, we're rooting for Major League Soccer in this country. We want America to be one of the premier leagues of the world. We want top talent to come here, not when they're ready to retire in South Beach, but when they're ready to actually play soccer. And we've seen that already start to happen with Giovinco, Giovanni Dos Santos, and David Villa. David Villa could have played for a lot of clubs in Europe. But the fact of the matter is, gentlemen, and for anybody listening who is a total MLS fan and wants to see the league progress, the league is not going to be a top league till we win at the international level. And that's just a fact. Until we essentially yeah, raise it's conquer the CONCACAF and it's got to be FIFA Club World Cup. Exactly. We need to make it. We haven't even made it. An MLS team hasn't even touched the FIFA Club World Cup. And I think that would raise a lot of awareness uh, for the league. And I think that the MLS needs to raise the CONCACAF trophy in an MLS stadium. They need to take it home. And and I think one of the most disgusting things I've seen is that it's, it's not taken seriously. The teams in the MLS that could have essentially made a bid, especially this year, to win the CONCACAF put very little emphasis on the game. If you look at the FC Dallas, for example, was the last team to get booted from the tournament this year. Okay, they had an excellent first leg, I believe second leg. They lost at home. You know, amazing. An MLS team loses again at home, right, uh, during the tournament. They, there were bare, I, I, from, from what I've read and from the clips I've seen from the game, there were barely any people there. I mean, FC Dallas cared probably more about their derby game against Houston Dynamo than they did playing in the, in the quarterfinals or semifinals. I forgot what it was of the tournament. And, and I think that's ridiculous. I think in Europe, if you ever had a, a Real Madrid stadium where for a Champions League game, you had barely anybody coming out and people cared more about the weekend game against Valencia, it would it would be ridiculous. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. And also, it seems like USL and NASL teams take it a bit more seriously. Uh, maybe that's because that's really their only way of, you know, promoting themselves uh, is to win at the CONCACAF level. But they seem to take US Open Cup and CONCACAF Champions League just a bit more serious than MLS clubs well, it, do. I mean, it really just seems like for a lot of people... They don't even know that the CONCACAF Champions League exists. Even current MLS fans. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, oh, the idea of like a separate competition is, is is rare to them. Yeah. So, uh, all right, dude, this is this is incredible. This it's is going like, to be fun. This is great. Nick, we're very excited to have you on board. And clearly, you know your stuff. And I'm glad. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm glad people uh, are getting to, to, you know, hear you and then they're going to and they're going to read your work. So and sure, here's something definitely. else. We're going to put this out to the fans. If you have you could tweet at us, you could tweet at Nick and Nick will ask you for your Twitter in a second. But uh, tweet at us or tweet at Nick um, independently or at Soccer Cooligans. And if there's something you want Nick to write about, um, I think you guys are really like his point of view so if there's something that pops up you think like hey i'd like to know more about this or i'd love to hear nick's opinion on that let us know yeah and it's and it's also it's a thing where obviously 
Again, we uh, we don't pretend to be journalists. Nope. You know, we're we're, we're giving you a, a, a fun and uh, uh, you know and and a, a humorous perspective. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, on top of like the the you know the the information that that Nick is going to bring you and then and just that that quality so we're trying to bring both of those uh things together and uh, we definitely think Nick is the perfect person to do that. Yeah, we're like looking at soccer through beer goggles. You know what I mean? That's kind of what we're all about. I think Nick's about the same thing. So, I'm really happy to I, have you on board. If I had dude. to be honest, if I had to be honest, I think I'm just using Cooligans for the women. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Uh, you're going to be sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, I mean... The Cooligans babes are, are beautiful girls. The fans the, that the Cooligans have. I mean, it's, it's, it's like being a rock star in the 80s. I mean, I hope my wife's not listening. Uh, so, Nick, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much. She'd be mad you called her miss. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for being a part of this, dude. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Go Team Cooligans. There yeah, you go. So, and make sure to go to SoccerCooligans.com and you can see uh, Nick's article uh, right there. Just click on it uh, and read it. Let them know uh, what you think about it. Yeah, make put a couple comments. And if you want to get um, alerted to Nick's articles uh, as they go up, uh, make sure you uh, you know sign up for our uh, newsletter. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's at the SoccerCooligans.com webpage and just put your email there and uh, you won't miss a thing. Absolutely. Nick, uh, let everybody know where uh, they can follow you on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so so people people can uh, reach out to you. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for having me today, guys. Uh, you can tweet at me at Nicholas, N-I-C-O-L-A-S. It's spelled the Spanish way. My mom's from Argentina. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sick, uh, S-C-I-C, the beginning of my last name. Thanks for having me today, guys. I'm glad to be with you uh, on the Cooligans. Not a problem, dude. Thanks for being a part of it, man. Thank you, man. All right. Take Bye, it guys. easy, dude. See ya. Bye. That's great, huh? Did you enjoy that? Come on, Nicky. He's part Nick, of the crew. Nicky C. Colone. Oh, my God. <laughs> he sees colores. Is that what you said? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we can't pronounce his last name, but what we can do <laughs> is read Ruddy Brights. Check out his uh, post, which should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, and, yeah, uh, again, you know, message him if you have anything else. If not, welcome the newest member of, who are we? I'm Alexis Guerreros. I am Christian Polanco. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!